A small town doctor was famous in the area for always catching large fish. One day, while he was on one of his frequent fishing trips, he got a call that a woman at a neighboring farm was giving birth. He rushed to her aid and delivered a healthy baby boy. The farmer had nothing to weigh the baby with, so the doctor used one of his fishing scales. The baby weighed 21 pounds, 13 ounces. You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by AllIceFishing.com. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Smackdown Outdoors Podcast, episode number six. Doug Glimmerveen, and we got another guest, Sean Lanky. How's it going? Except he's not lanky. Not lanky. Neither of us are. <laughs> We're neither tall nor lanky. Short and round. Uh, yep. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get to him in a little bit here. But if you've been listening, we have added a few things to the podcast. Since we started, and the first one is state fishes, or state fish. State fish. The Apache trout. Yep, the Apache trout. And I'm going to let you say this this name here. There's no way I'm going to say that. It's like that. the Latin name. Try it. you got to try it. Um, Encorinists. <laughs> Gilly? Gilly? I, jeez, I do not know. Encorinists. Ancorinus? That might be it. Uh, I don't know. Ancorinus? Yeah. Gilly? 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 I don't know. That's the Latin name. Either way, the Apache trout. Um, That is the state fish of Arizona. Arizona. Yep. We've done Alaska. We've done Alabama. Arizona, the Apache trout. And uh, the description, it it, uh, measures anywhere from 6 to 24 inches Six ounces and six pounds, so it can get pretty darn big, actually. That's a decent fish. Heck yeah. Um, Let's see here. Yellowish gold color with a golden belly and have medium-sized dark spots that are evenly spaced, and that may extend below the lateral line and onto the dorsal and tail fins. The top of its head and back are dark olive in color, and it has the appearance of having a black stripe mask through each of its eyes. Does it? Oh, yeah, it does. It's got a little stripe there. Yeah. Mm, it's like a raccoon, but a fish. Uh, due to the, the small dots on either side of the pupil. Uh, let's see. Where are they? Except for Arizona. Um, White Mountains. Yeah, the, cool streams. Yep. Yeah, White Mountains. That flow through. Forests. Yeah, they go through coniferous forests. And marshes. Mm-hmm. Little Colorado River. Yep. Yeah. Salt River. That's cool. So, yeah, so there's uh, your fish of the day, the Apache trout. Yeah, we'll make it through the list. Won't be a bucket list fish for me. (laughs) Well, you never know. Get to Arkansas someday, and it might be down there. Arizona. Hey. (laughs) Whatever. Arkansas, Arizona. Wait, Arkansas, Arizona? Doesn't have a fish. Yeah, Arkansas doesn't have one. What the heck? How does Arkansas not have a fish? All right, well, we're skipping Arkansas next episode. (laughs) Going straight to California. All right, that's the state fish of the day. Now we go to the Master Angler Awards, and we have a very large fish here. 
Uh, Travis Miller, October 21st, 2018, caught and harvested, because I'm guessing this thing went on the wall, by sport fishing method from Minnesota Waters, a 23-and-a-half-inch, 8-pound largemouth bass. Isn't the isn't the record like 8.2? Yeah, just just shy of that. So he probably should have had a sucker minnow. Yeah. Caught it on a sucker minnow. Probably got a sucker minnow on a bobber. That won't fit up underneath a 6-inch hole in the wintertime. So... There, I got to learn how to turn that thing on right away towards the towards the guest. I think. Oh, there you go. There we go. Now I can hear you a little right. better. All right, uh, Travis Miller lives in Cleveland, Minnesota. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland <laughs> rocks. Caught on the twenty first. Uh, let's see, lake or river? Jefferson. Is I that think a, lake? a lake. Is that a lake? Jefferson, Jefferson Lake. Okay. There's not many down yeah. in Lesur County. Yeah, Lesur County. Uh, and his witness was Catch John was Page. harvested. You're right. Yeah, he went on the wall. I would. Hell yeah, eight pound. Eight pounder. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations, Travis Miller, on your Master Angler Award. That is a hog, too. It's a nice fish. I'd like to catch that thing through the ice. I'd love it. Eight pound bass through the ice? Won't happen. I've caught three and fours, but not not eight pound. Yeah, nothing real Well, I'll say three. I don't know if I've ever actually caught a four-pound bass. Yeah. So, all right, we got that done. Now it's time for your news of the week. It's time for the SmackDown Outdoors News of the Week. Minnesota and Wisconsin propose changes to the fishing regulations on the Mississippi. Um, The biggest thing is they're looking to reduce the daily bag limit for sunfish, crappie, and perch from 25 to either like 10 or 15 and then the combined daily bag limit for walleye and sauger from six to four with one over 20 inches and uh, an option to further reduce the bag limit for saugers and pool through five through nine, blah, 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 blah. Um, by the time this comes out, they'll already have some public meetings that have gone on. So we will keep you updated on that if you guys haven't heard anything or we haven't heard anything. And no so. changes being pr- proposed for uh, the largemouth or smallmouth bass down there. So. Nope, they're going to keep those the same. I do like I do like the bag limit being changed for the sunfish and crappie and perch. They, they, those backwaters are phenomenal for those, for all three species. Big fish. Do you fish them a lot? I do not. That's okay. a bucket lit spot. I got mm-hmm. friends that go down there all the time. I do have a nice spot that I, I was told about that I might try this year. Yeah. So if you want to come with, but you gotta keep it quiet. Oh, that's fine. Shh. I forget things anyways. <laughs> Blindfold. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're down Town Red Wing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. But the yeah, I'd love to see it if it was a ten, maybe a fifteen combined. But if they're thinking about oh, that's just for each. Okay. Yep. So yeah, do a fifteen each. Yeah, I'd be fine There's, with it. Yeah. I mean, the, the river gets so pounded. And fifteen I'm, fish I'm, is plenty of fish. You don't need to fill a freezer. No. No, 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 no. The days that we've talked about that before, and the days of filling your freezer to feed your family are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and how many fish do you, does one person need to eat or should eat? Yeah. You know, I've kept nine crappies, and that was just the other day this whole summer. I didn't keep a fish this summer. Yeah. Last fish I kept was last winter. I think it was about four or five. And we ate them that night. Yeah. So I, right. They're not in the freezer. Yeah. Well, that, for me, by the time I get home, I don't want to clean them. And then eat them. And she does, my wife doesn't eat fish, really. Okay. So it's just me anyway. So yeah. I have my once-a-year fish fry, and I'm good. Oh, there you go. I'm good. All right, so keep an eye out for that, for changes in that and whatnot. We'll keep you updated. And, uh, yeah, that's our news of the week. So, Sean. Yes, sir. Tell people about yourself. How well, about it? 
I'm Sean Lanky. I am not lanky. I am short and round, as earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been ice fishing since about 1985. I cut my teeth fishing Lake Minnetonka. I grew up about a block away from there. Um, one of my methods at the time was sight fishing. Um, oddly enough, fishing sight fishing weed beds out by Goose Island. Um, it, it was been a deep passion of mine. Out of all types of fishing, ice fishing is probably my number one favorite fishing um, sport. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. Um, I fish mostly panfish, sunnies and crappies. You know, I'm not a big perch guy, so it's mostly sunnies and crappies in the winter. Um, and trout. You know, I do have a... I love fishing for trout in the winter, too. I grew up on the Iron Range later on after moving away from Minnetonka up on the iron range so that's where i learned how to fish lake trout through the ice um so that's grown to be a passion of mine um and ever since i've been an ice head ever since just i love love being with uh the company i'm i'm with clam outdoors um and the progression of the industry and the products that it's coming out it's been fun to be with and, and watch and see you know the sports growing you know, and yeah. everything out there. The the amount of growth in ice fishing, even just the last two, three years. It's been amazing. It, it's incredible, the technology. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I use hummingbirds. Yep. So, you know, I start out with, a, what, a 335 or something, and then I get a Helix 5. And then two years later, it's like, oh, now I need to get the Helix 7 because yep. it's got chirp it's got and chirp. all this fancy stuff. And I'm like, oh, man. And then, of course, what do they do come out this year? Come out with a better version with, you know, a better cable system and all right. that stuff. And They got to keep up. Technology is oh, yeah. advancing. Shacks are in, uh, shacks, shacks augers. Are, augers. Everything's going light. Batteries. Yep. Um, I just saw the new uh, Eskimo. Eskimo. Uh, whatever, they, the drill or whatever. Yeah. What do they call that, that thing? It's more just the auger part. It's, yeah, it's just it's kind of, Yeah, it's going to rival. It's like a K-drill. It's going to rival yep. the K-drill. Yep. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, the advancements. It's just amazing. But also, I think sometimes with the technology that it comes to the into the fishing industry, a lot of it's not proven, you know. Oh yeah. A lot of products get thrown out on the shelf, and then the you know the companies will, you know, just oh if there's a hiccup, we'll deal with it. There's you not know? much actual testing. There's not. Before there's not because and you got to stay new and flashy, and you and, do. And 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 I, I've told companies previously. I said if you want something to last, give it to me. Because mm-hmm. if it's going to break, I will break it. Yeah. Well, being a tournament guy, like you, you know, fish tournaments, fishing you guys tournaments, beat the cra- and you got to go out when it's cold. Yep. So. Last year, last year I fished nine tournaments, nine weekends in a row. Jesus. So it's yeah, and but I love it. I love it. I'm, but I'm also a simple ice fisherman. I don't get, you know, like the new Markhams or the new hummingbirds. I stay simple. I love my Vexlar. No, which Vexlar do you have? I have an 18 and a 28. Okay. And uh, you use the 18 I more? use the 18 more. I've heard a lot of that. I love it. The simplicity of it for me, I don't have to take my gloves off. The You know, the I do, you know, I can use my Zoom. You know, I can use a Zoom on. Yeah, it only, granted, it only zooms in bottom six feet. But if I'm on a pot of crappies in 30 feet of water, I can pop that onto Zoom, and it's going to zoom in the top school. Yep. You know, I just monkey with my range. And then I can just look at the top school. So I'm just picking off the, 
you know, picking off the aggressive fish. I absolutely love Zoom. And the durability of the Vexar is unbelievable. It, it's, it's, it's simple unit. Simple unit. Yep. Um, I'm a bird guy, but, I mean, Vexlar is Vexlar. Right. I mean, birds. It's, it's a flasher. Yeah, know? and birds have their place. You know, I've... Yep. They... It, it, GPS. I've got a. That's, I've that's got the a number helix. one. Yeah, that's the number one reason I don't have just a flasher. Because yeah. I was looking at the the hummingbird flashers, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted GPS in okay. one unit, and then I can use it in my boat too. Right. I've got a Helix Five. Yep. And that's just my that's GPS. my GPS. That's yep. it. Yeah. That's all I use it for in the wintertime. Yep. And it stays then, on my dashboard. Mm-hmm. Well, mine goes with me, but yeah. Yep. I got it on the dashboard of my snowmobile for yeah. tournaments. Yeah. No, it's. You know, technology in fishing in general is, it's almost making it unfair. You look at the Garmin Panoptics. Now, it's a god-awfully big unit, and you got to carry all this stuff around. But if you to drill one hole and scan this thing around and go, okay, they're 35 feet here, and they're down there, and this and that. Which I, I know technically you can do with almost any unit just yep. by bending it bending. with the old rod bender clip yep. you'd put on yep. there. Yep, um, I got it. I used uh, last year during the tournament on Clearwater. Clearwater is my number one favorite lake in the state of Minnesota for panfish. Oh, for anything. Anybody that knows me knows I've, any other fisherman, it's a love-hate relationship. I do. I love it, and I hate it, but I love it more. It's kind of like having a girlfriend with bipolarism. <laughs> it, it is, and, and that's what I compare yeah, it to, because yeah. one day she is great, mm-hmm. and you are catching fish like you wouldn't believe, and the next day, they go. Skunk. Yeah. They're gone. You don't know where they moved to. Yeah. And it's a big um, body of water, too. So, you yeah. Know, you never know if, yeah, if they moved. You got a lot of cover. You don't know where they're going. You got a lot of water. So, last year during the tournament out there, during the MN, MN Made tournament, we had uh, we got a chance to use the pan optics. We found a school of crappies in that 32 foot of water. And these crappies were chasing perch, three and four inch perch, school of perch around. Jeez. And these fish did not sit still. They were moving 60 yards, 60 feet, or 60 feet, not yards. Um, at a time, and you don't know which way they were going. And to stay on top of it, we had three teams, six guys running, and there'd be three guys on augers, two guys with vexlers and rods, and one guy running the Jeez. the pan optics. And once you get on them, they were there. The fish were studs. Um, it was. It was, you know, they're 14, 15 inches. You want to be know? chasing around three and four inch perch. They're not going to be 10 inch crappie. Right. And, you know, a little little tip out there for some of the guys that might be listening to this that you know there's a tournament out there this year for the upl um those deeper crappies like bigger baits we you don't find. have to give this information out i can edit, ah, i can no, edit that's that out. fine that's fine no five millimeter tungsten. and you got to find the fish though you gotta find them and still, you gotta find you still them. gotta you still big gotta baits. wiggle it right you still yeah. gotta wiggle that rod right but you know big baits that they, yeah. they love them out there um but the pan optics is it's amazing it's I got to use it during the tournament, and then we got to use it on Osakis, too, chasing schools of crappies out there in the main basin in the big lake of Osakis, and it does. It it helps. And granted, yeah, you can have all the technology in the world. You still have to catch the fish. Yep. You know, it will give you the information, but you still have to catch the fish. Yeah. Well, how many times have you been fishing with a buddy, and you're the only one catching fish? Lots. Yeah, because they're not... Jigging the, the right, right bait, moving the you know the bait right. Not paying attention, depending yeah. on the bite. You know, too you much gotta... Facebook, not enough jigging. Right. Yeah. Or right. or too much jigging. Too much jigging, yeah. not enough Facebook. That was my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. Well, there. Let's go back to that RT nine yeah. conversation. <laughs> uh, 
You know, last year for me, it was very minimal jigging. A very small tungsten jig with a Euro, put it mm-hmm. right above them, and I mean, just, you're just just bouncing it ever so slightly and as they come up just keep moving it up mm-hmm. and just i mean it was wasn't your typical you know jig 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 get their attention it was very subtle and a couple times i'm with my buddies they got skunked right or caught one or two and they're using you know this that and the other and i'm like i've got more of this bait and this bait tie this on put that on there and do what i do no we're good they're good all right fine i'll sit here and catch the 13s all day right that's fine with and it comes out, yeah, there's a lot of that. And, and it's watching your electronics. For me, it's watching electronics and seeing how that fish moves. You can tell a lot by how that fish is going to move. You pay attention to the electronics. If it moves, you just, it's a it's a sixth sense, actually, for me. I know I'm going to catch that fish. I'll, I'll, I'll catch every fish that I possibly can, you know. And it's just watching that, watching your cadence. Um, just trying to get that fish to react to it. And if it doesn't, then you got to change cadence quick. It's like, okay, he doesn't want it that way. So you just try a little lift. Don't even shake it. Um, maybe shake, you know, it, go from that, going from a, a real subtle and then j- or just really aggressive. Start getting seat. And if that fish reacts to it, mm-hmm. you know you're doing something right then. Yep. And then you got to play that cat and mouse game. Yeah. I was I was talking to Dave Gens mm-hmm. and I asked him, I go, what's the what's like the number one mistake most people got do? when they're fishing, when they're jigging, you know, whatever. And he goes, they stop. If you're jigging and you're moving, not maybe like aggressive right. jigging, but if you're moving it, moving it, moving it, moving it, and all of a sudden you stop once the fish gets there and you don't catch it, you know, just keep, yes. keep that action going well, and, and see. Sometimes they do want it where it's slowed down as you get to them. Right. But a lot of times if, if you're just jigging. You drew, you draw, you know, <clears throat> they were attracted to something. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you know, it's correct. Dave's correct on that to not stop. Because as soon as you stop, it starts spinning. And a spinning jig, a spinning minnow, so anything spinning in the water yeah. is not natural. Well, if it, if it stops and doesn't flee, then the fish goes, wait a minute. What? Yeah, exactly. Why didn't that thing run from me? What is this? I have used the pause method, <clears throat> but when I pause, I'm all, I'll slowly lift it. I'll get a cadence going, jig, jig, jig. Okay, they come in. And then I'll just slow down and just start lifting. And it kind of keeps that, it's that flea, mm-hmm. you know, it's taking off. Oh, it's leaving me. Why is it leaving? I, no, no. You know, and then it, the curiosity yep. and fish wants to yep. bite it. Or even if you're jig, 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 pause, jig, 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 jig. I mean, it's a cadence. Cadence, yep. yep. So gives them that, that pause. That's might when they strike. They want to, yeah, they want to eat it. Yeah. It's like, you know. I know you're not going to re- know this because you're not a walleye guy, but if you're, you know, trolling. And you got your rod in your hand, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you'll take the rod and go back with the with the boat with the bait to mm-hmm. kind of give it that pause. If there's a fish following it, and it's following it, following all of a sudden that thing, he runs darn or hits it. it, and it's just a reaction to nope, I'm going to eat you. Right, kind of the same thing. Yep. Jig, 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 pause. I'm gonna, I'm going to eat it. Yep. yep, but it's not a long pause. No, no, jig, 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 pause, jig. My <laughs> method, my method of panfish, and I'm a line, <clears throat> I'm a line watcher, I'm a tight liner. Um, which originated up in Michigan. Um, it's using high-vis lines. Um, and what I'm doing, I'm not watching the rod tip. I'm not feeling it in my hands. I'm watching the line. And it's watching the line as far down into the water column that you can. Because if you're watching that line, and that's where the high-vis comes in handy, I use a Stren high-vis, two- to four-pound test, 
and you get a cadence going, you can watch your line start bouncing. You'll get a little bounce in it. You'll get a little curve. Then all of a sudden you're watching your Vexlar and your line at the same time. You can get in the same visual. So your line's bouncing, your line's bouncing, your line bouncing. Then you're watching the Vexlar. Now your line, the fish, and your lure come together. And all of a sudden now that there's a pause in your line, you set the hook. Hmm. That fish has already sucked that bait in. Your percentage of catches by doing that go up tremendously. Hmm. I've, I would have never felt that fish. Right. I would have never seen anything above the water, because it seems like for me, I don't know, it, the water acts kind of like a hinge. Um, yeah. Right where the water, where your line enters the water. So underneath that, your line's bouncing, but up above it also bounces. But right at the water line, it doesn't. So below the water line, when you're, you know, your line sometimes will just move to the side. It'll kick to the side. Well, that's not natural for your cadence that you're doing. Right. You set the hook, there's already fish on it. You know, you would have never felt it. You would have never hmm. seen your rod tip bounce. You would have never felt it in the handle. Nothing. Um, I use simple, simple rods and reels. Um, I don't use custom rods. I, I run HT Blue Ices. You know, I'm sponsored mm-hmm. by Clam. I run a $9 rod. I custom cut it down. I use a two dollar. So you're using a custom reel. rod. You're custom cutting. Yeah, it too. <laughs> custom cut it down. Yeah, but I use a two dollar reel, two dollar yep. schoolie plastic reel with no drag. Simple, but it works with the glass rod <laughs> to give it the bounce that I need. And it's it's a technique that I've picked up. I know there's a couple other fishermen out there. Michael Thompson, MT. The guy's a phenomenal fish catcher. Um, Lawrence Loma, another guy tight lining here in Minnesota. And it was just one of those things. I'm going, why did they catch more fish than me? And then I started watching. It's the competitiveness. I got to beat these guys, but why are they yeah. always beating me? So it's like, okay, that's what they're doing. And then I had to teach myself. Well, Lawrence and his schoolie rods. That's, it's, it's, yep. it's hilarious. Yep. It's like, oh, I got my new, my new reels in. Yeah, he's got a dozen of them laying there. On oh, the he table. buys them at Runnings in Mo- Monticello, and it's not just him. We got Clayton Kettering and and me, and we're all trying to get them. So we just go in there, and I just I know the manager, so I can yeah. order a case. Yeah, they're three dollars. Yeah, they're, they're three dollars. Yeah. I, mean, I don't it's... know how many of those I've thrown and how many fish I've landed. I've got, I landed a twenty about a twenty seven inch walleye on Clearwater on a schoolie reel. If you know, line. if you know how to work a, work the drag, yeah. you know I use the black Bettys on a lot of things. They're one to ones, yep. but your drag is your hand for yep. the most. They've got a drag, but meh, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, but if you can, you know, I pulled in, you know, 20, 23 inch pike and yeah. you know, decent three pound bass. By that, you can feel when the fish is going to take off. Yep. So you're yep. able to control. And, you know, you use your whole body too. Yes. You know. Yeah, a lot of people are just, just fighting the fish, and they get their body gets tight, and it's like, oh, tink, oh, what happened? Well, you just had four pound line mm-hmm. on a three pound fish, and everything was tight except for the line. The line, exactly. and it wanted to go that way, and you no cushion. Right. Yeah. Well, there's been time, you know, you're catching a walleye, mm-hmm. and you're up and down and up and down. You're on the floor on your knees, and then you're standing up and this and that. Yep. It's like, well, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, that's how you catch the big you gotta fish. You got to catch the fish. Mm-hmm. You got to. Yeah. So I, you know, easy, simple for me. I'm, I'm a simple fisherman. It's And you still catch fish. I still catch fish. Mm-hmm. It I, doesn't matter if you got a $1 rod or a $100 rod. Whatever works for you exactly. is the most important thing. Exactly. You know, clam works great for you. Yeah. I love Northland tackle. Yep. 
Northland clan. I use <laughs> couple, it all. Got a couple of matter. competing pro pro staffers there, here. Yeah, but I use it all. I use oh, Northland. Yeah. I use you know certain jigs, certain colors. You know, I'm not a big color guy either. I'm black, white, glow, red, white, pink, and that's it. I love white, white slash white Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. Wonder Bread was just lights out last year. Yeah, with a white waxy or a euro euro. Just phenomenal. I, I'm still trying to figure out what it is with the with the Wonder Bread. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if you use jigs or walleye cranks. If you, it's just strange. If you watch on your camera, I do run a camera, and and a lot of times you get sunfish, like anything with dots. You'll get a the sunfish will come up and they'll try to pick that dot off of it. It's really? a curiosity factor. Uh, if you have eyeballs on the side of jigs, yeah, I've had it where. You're getting a bluegill will come in, and then he starts, and he doesn't want nothing to do with that tail, but he's trying to peck the eyeball off your jig, and they don't actually suck it in. They're just going for that eyeball. So when they finally do, they have the head of your jig, and oh. the hook is sticking out and with the worm. And you go to set the hook. And, and it's gone, and it pops out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because the head is in his dang mouth. Right. Oh, yeah. So you watch camera. Camera fishing is teaches me a lot, too. I run. I got to oh. mark them. I've got to... Mark them in an Aquaview. I've got yep. both. Yeah, I run um, Aquaview. They they work great and yep. they tell you so much, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the dots kind of have to do something on that Wonder Bread I guess. or the Curiosity. There's a whole bunches of them. Something. Or they yeah. think it's little. It's a little tiny school of zooplankton. Zooplankton or mite. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really care because it works. I'm a. I'm yeah, a I just wonder straight why. color, straight yeah. black, straight red. Well, straight I was. Color. I was. You know, I was using white. just white, black, red, you know, things like that. And then I just bought some Wonder Bread. And I'm like, let me try it. And, yeah. They were It was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I'm like, all right, I'll keep it on see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Until you run out or break up yeah. on a three-pound northern. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, underwater cameras, you're talking about those. And I've learned so much in fish behavior. And how I, you know, cadence and whether it's a horizontal or a vertical presentation, mm-hmm. it's that was just eye-opening. You got 45 degree, you got your horizontal, your vertical, and then you got your in-between. Yeah. Um, your rat soles, if you can hang it nice, it kind of looks like a freshwater shrimp. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what degree that is, but it's, hang, it's we'll not hanging say, straight up. We'll say down. 45. Yeah, I kind guess. of a 45. Or is that, uh, no. is that 62 and a half? It's between. Below. For, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Kind of looks like a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It looks like a shrimp. It does. No, I never even thought about that. But now that you, it's, it's, it's your rat sauce yeah. and, and yep. stuff, if you get them to hang that way, you yep. know, that works too. And the cameras. Um, I did. We did have a question from Wes Wickman. This will come in real handy. Oh, Wes Wickman. Let's see here. I think his question yeah. was. Uh, his question's uh, when, when you find a piece of structure you want to fish. What all goes into deciding where you are going to start your search on that structure? Typically, I read them, but I like it. Go ahead. Um, Take over the show. Hey, you've now, <laughs> you've now entered the lanky, the lanky show. Um, that's a great question, Wes, because I am a big structure guy when it comes to pan fishing. I love weeds. You know, the greener, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm looking for to start with, I'm looking at flats. I'll start on a flat and... With, you know, to run into with the camera question. Our, my pre-fishing, I never wet a line. I'll drill holes. I'll drill 
a series of 20 holes one way in a certain depth range that I know that's on my um, GPS. I'll check the holes. As I'm checking the holes with my camera. I'm watching what, what are the weeds doing. And at the same time, I'm also looking for fish. Not, you know, probably 75% of the time I'm looking for weeds. The other 25 is, is there fish. Um, then once I start seeing, I'm trying to figure out what are they relating to. I always look for the greenest weeds on a flat. And my structure is going to be weed beds. Um, then once I find that, I find where the fish are. Then I use my camera to find out what are they doing in those weeds. Uh, for instance, had a tournament on Maple Lake. I'm going to go back to tournaments because that's all I do. So all I know is tournament fishing. Hey, this, so is, this is the Sean I show. Go, back. go ahead. <laughs> uh, Maple Lake, we found uh, seven feet of water. We found two standing stocks of weed. Cabbage? Not cabbage, um, milfoil. And they were probably about the size, and they are probably about four foot in diameter in, in circle. And there are two four-foot cylinders of these of this milfoil that was still green. Sounds fishy to me. It was very fishy. <laughs> it was crappie wallpapered. And what they were doing is they were bouncing back and forth. The fish were swimming between the two weed beds. Um, you get outside of there, you had some bluegills in, in, that were in the sparser weeds. But they wanted, the crappies wanted these tall stacks of milfoil. So the day of the tournament, I landed. I stopped my snowmobile on one. Austin Shorn, my fishing partner, stopped his snowmobile on the other one. And we proceeded just to wax them. How far away? Did you say how far away these were? They were roughly about 10 feet. Okay, so not far eight, at all. 8 to 10 feet, you know, away. Mm-hmm. And the fish were using them to go in between. They're, they're just bouncing from weed bed to weed bed. They wouldn't venture far off of them at all. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Is it because Maple Lake's got a lot of northerns? I was going to say, there's probably a pike sitting about you know, is there, 20 feet over there. Yeah, is there a lot of northerns? And they're using it as cover? Yes. Um... So, for instance, that yeah, that time it worked. The camera told me there's big weed beds right here. I'm going to fish these. Mm-hmm. Um, other structure, if I get into a real big, heavy weed bed and I know there's fish, I will watch the fish swim. You'll find highways or what we'll call alleyways. Sometimes if you get a mixture of cabbage and coontail and maybe some milfoil, they don't all just grow together. There will right. be edges of them. Yep. And the fish will use those alleys. The swimming, right swimming yeah, they'll follow the, that edge of cabbage, and you can find that with the underwater camera. Meanwhile, that pike is sitting just inside that cabbage, yep, waiting for that thing to swim by, and then it's, it's all gonna over. eat them. Yep, it's all over. Yep, so I use that, you know, the camera is a <clears throat> tremendous tool. Yeah, I already know I'm gonna catch the fish, I just need to find them, right? And, and in, you once know, I in, find them. And in the walleye world, you know, big thing is your gravel, sand, mud transitions. Even in the summertime, yep. through a you know through a camera, you watch your electronics to see that you know use a double echo to see the, the harder bottoms, okay. and then you break out the camera when all of a sudden it switches, drop the camera down there and see what you're going from and into and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then of course weeds and you know deeper weeds and stuff, but it helps out a lot. You know, wintertime, out on Malax, yep, they're on the transition from the gravel to whatever. Well, you start drilling holes. Until you find that, right, and then the fish are there. Done and that many times out there. I can do that a hundred times. I still won't catch a walleye. Th- we'll go walleye fishing. I still won't catch them. I'll probably catch crappies. We'll set a tip up for you, and we'll wake you up. When, we got a when we, we got off. a story about catching crappies when we're walleye fishing. We'll talk about talk about that one later. Talk about it now. I don't care. 
Well, that that well that that's Red Lake. Oh, Red Lake. Yeah, we can. Danny Burkholder. Here we got another question from Danny Burkholder. How do I find crappies on red early season? Um, we're not going to answer your question, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. Do, do you know how? Um, early the only season? time, not early season. The only time I've ever caught them on red has been mid mid season and late, mid and late, on the North Shoreline, um, north part of Red. We catch them just off the you know in that seven to ten foot range out to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time I was up there with a bunch of my buddies. Here's this is a good story. Um, I was with my buddies, my brother, my brother, my brother Jason Lanky. My brother-in-law, Kurt Schultz, my buddy Ryan Humphreys, and we had six guys in one permanent shack. Talk about a smelly weekend. Yeah, I can um, imagine. We started catching walleyes, and we were catching walleyes. It was unbelievable. Those guys were catching walleyes. I think I managed one in the whole weekend, so they had to catch my limit of walleyes. Hey, you didn't get skunked. I didn't. We decided to play cribbage at prime time. So we're all sitting at the table with rattle reels down. So... One rattle reel went off. Buddy Nick gets up, goes, grabs a pulls in a 17-inch walleye. Moves over to my brother. Rattle reel goes off. He goes and grabs it. 17-inch walleye. My buddy Ryan, 17-inch walleye. Now it's my turn. I pull up a 14-inch crappie. Goes back around. Come back to me. I caught another crappie. <laughs> Everyone else is catching walleyes. So we decided. To, I said, you know what? This is really a bunch of BS. I said, let's switch seats. We switched seats, and I ended up catching four crappies, and they all caught walleyes <laughs> on rattle reels on the north part of on the north part of Red Lake. That's funny. It's like the, the crappies are going, which hole is he at now? Yeah, exactly. He at, I could see him. Oh, okay, this one right here. Yeah, it, it, it's God is my witness. I That's all I caught that night. I caught crappies. Isn't that funny? How and that everyone else caught walleyes. I do oh, not yeah. know why. I've been out there where Buddy Tom is on the left, Brandon's on the or Tom's on the right, Brandon's on the left. They're both pounding fish. Mm-hmm. I can't buy anything. Not a fish. <laughs> Not a fish. Not a fish. Not a fish. I was out there all day. I drove up to Malax for the day, didn't catch a single fish, and they both caught a bunch. Oh geez. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> like I'm doing the same thing. I had basically the same exact thing on. Nope. I don't. I don't get it. So to answer no your sense. question, I don't early <laughs> season fish crappies on red. Yeah, we don't know. Probably the mouth of the river. Yeah. That would be my that. guess out there on that break or find where the cribs are. There's some cribs out there. Is it really? Yeah. No. I'm guessing Danny knows how to anyway. He spends yeah. a lot of time up there. Well, but whatever. give me a call, Danny. Let's go. Yep. I'll catch some crappies. Uh, Tony. When, when you were Tony, yeah. Tony Fruned. Fruned. I can never say his name right. I mean, I fish with the guy and everything. I can never say his name right. Yep. Braid Mono, Jason Vanistee, Floral. Well, it depends on what you're fishing for and where you're fishing. Yeah. Um, you know, I use a lot of, I, I pretty much just use floral. Unless, floral guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I got a, you know, if I'm going bigger fish and I'm in a wheelhouse, mm-hmm. I'll throw braid and then a, then a leader on. Okay. But basically just floral. To keep it from freezing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm a mono guy. Yeah. I use. Because? I like the bounce. I love the stuff. The softness of the mono. No, I'm not stuck on this. So the more no. you're teaching me, like I wrote down the you know the line washing yeah. and the hole and everything. So I love the you know 
the little bit of stretch that there is in in the mono um actually it's more of a copolymer than you know just straight mono but your strength it it's got more of a bounce to it more it's, it's more softer i guess yeah, yeah. your fluorocarbons are really stiff yep you know they they're, they're really great because you can feel they're sensitive you know fluorocarbon sensitive you're able no stretch on a hook set on deep water i'm predominantly fishing 10 feet or less yeah so i don't i'm not worried about the big stretch in, in the mono um same with i'd never use braid ever yeah I, i've gotten away from it i've got it on like one rod it's expensive yeah well that and you're limited you can't go outside and use it right it's yeah, just gonna freeze up. up yep so you know dead sticking walleyes or whatever when i like on Malax, if you know you're gonna get into some big ones and you really want to set a good hook right yeah Go Ten, that. Yeah, I'll go. Well, do you have a fluorocarbon leader then? Uh, do you yeah. run a leader yeah. at the end of your? Yeah, yeah, I'll run a floral leader. And I think that's why I run floral, basically on everything is just that invisibility factor or transparency or. I guess I can't invisible. say I never use, um, any of the power. Any of your power lines, um, the braids. I do use them lake trout fishing. Well, that's a I, you know, I'm, I, you're your, fishing. You're not going to go out there with mono and sit, not can, in fifty feet no, of water. No, no. That's, you have the stretch in mono line at fifty feet in a tr- lake trout. You'd he have to even, run. He, he wouldn't even feel it. No, <laughs> he, no. He just go. Uh, what's pulling? Exactly. Nah, I'm going to no, go this spit way. Spit it out. Yeah. But no, I, I'll use braid when I'm fishing lakers, and yeah. then I run a six to eight foot floral carb yeah. meter. Well, you got to you got to drive that hook home. They got hard beaks. Oh yeah. They yeah. Got, they're not a panfish or a bass. No. No, they got. Very and hard mean. beak. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're, they're not nice. No, I, that's one thing I got to do this year is try to get on some Lakers. All right, that's is that my invite? No, I'm not fishing tournaments this year, so perfect. I got plenty of fun time fishing. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Joe Larson wants to know <laughs> what kind of bait does ice bite on? Vodka. I was going to say anything, because you typically <laughs> hook the bottom of your hole at one point or another. Yep. <laughs> oh, Kyle and JR, you guys are both smarty pants. couple of smart asses. How can I get a red beard like the mighty lanky? You can't. No. It's on my face. He was, hey, it was, it's not even Maybelline. He was born with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and JR, what kind of product do you use in your beard to keep it so majestic in the winter? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Ice. Condensation <laughs> right? build up. Oh, God. Snot sickles. Oh, God. There's those days where <laughs> it's like you look, you, you know, you end up, oh, I caught a fish. Cool. I'll take a selfie. And you look at yourself like, well, Jesus Christ, should I just wait for a while and try to get all this stuff off? Nope. Nope. Not nope. when it's 20 below zero. Nope. Just all snotted up and everything. Yeah. So when you go out, like what's your, I mean, you you run a wheeler or a snowmobile? Snowmobile. Okay. And then you've got it all decked out. Yep. You got everything on it. I got everything on it. I don't bring a house. Uh, I've got a trunk on the back of it that carries all my jigs all my tackle uh, i got a bucket rack that holds two buckets my whole hopper which has got my vexlar on it it's a six gallon bucket that i've attached my flx 28 to it with uh ram mounts mm-hmm. so i'm able to fold that up into the bucket when i'm transporting and the other one's got my fish bucket in it for a tournament so it's it's a lot of go 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 move move you, you know you got to be fast you got six hours you know to fish in a tournament um 
with the tournaments, it's all 15 fish. You've got you get seven sunnies, seven crappies in the UPL. And if you have that, your seven and seven, you get a bonus fish, a bonus 15th fish, which would be either your crappie or your sunny. Um, the MNMA is also the same way, but there, there's just 15 fish, seven and seven, but you can have eight, you know, eight, eight, eight crappies, but you don't have to have seven and seven to have that 15th fish. You can have eight crappies and three sunfish. Oh, okay. You know, okay. you don't have to have a seven and seven for that. Yeah. Um, the other tournaments that are getting really popular, Frankie's has a tournament on Chisago, and I think first place is five thousand dollars guaranteed. So what's, what's the entry? Two hundred dollar entry. That's not bad. Team tournament, hundred dollars a person. Um, you get a lot of big sticks. You know, you get bigger money like that. You get a lot of guys coming up from Nebraska and Wisconsin and Michigan. Really? Yeah, you know, there are a lot of teams that come into town. It's a blast. It's a fun time. Um, Chisago's got lots of fish. Oh, it's yeah. a great fishery. It's a great bass lake in the summertime. Great bass lake. Oh, yeah. Great bass lake. Um, great panfish lake in the winter. If you haven't been there, get I have there. not. Get there. It's it's unbelievable. Well, once again, you got plenty of time, and I'd... I'll be out there for a week straight, leading up to that Frankie's tournament. All right, well, I'll come help you pre-fish. That's I love it. I'm, I, I can't it. keep up. Well, and when you're fishing tournaments, mobility and having that snowmobile and the bucket, you know, with the Vexler on it and everything. I mean, that's key. It's key. If you're not mobile, I mean, that's why you don't even have a house. Yeah. Well, I mean, these suits these days, whether you're Ice Armor or Striker or Fraybill right. or whoever, that's your ice. They house. are literally. Ice houses that are just attached to you all day long. Yep, it's amazing how warm they keep you. Yep, they do. Yeah. It, they do. It's and yeah, layering. You know, you got you do have to have a good underlayer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but then yeah, yeah. My house is my suit. Mm-hmm. Even if it's thirty below zero, I still don't have a house. Oh yeah. I don't as, even put as long as you get on. The, as long as you get the pro- well. Yeah. <laughs> I hate gloves. <laughs> I hate them. At the same time, I love them because it keep your hands warm. But then it's okay. Now they're all frozen because yep. you got fish slime and water all over them, and you can't reel and you can't feel anything. Yep. Um, but uh, mobility, fast. Yes. Moving, moving, staying bouncing on top around, of the fish. Bouncing around, bouncing around. But also at the same time, keeping the mindset that you have to fish that spot. You know, some people get to a spot and they're like, they're not here and they're already thinking of another spot, you know, and so they're they're taking their head out of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Fish the spot, give it a ten minutes. If they're there yesterday, they're somewhere. Yep. Don't stick to just one hole. Well, and you know, that's what people don't understand. You go there, you drill a hole. You're creating a big ruckus. Mm-hmm. There's it the noise isn't just on top of the ice. It's below. It's below. The fish they scatter. The snowmobile's going over the, the top. Snowmobile comes them. over, the auger gets broken out. I don't care how quiet your auger yep. is. You know, an electric auger still makes noise. Yep. The fish will come back. If they're there for a reason, they're going to come back. Yep. If they're just swimming around all willy-nilly, yep. who knows? But Right. Know, so just, if you took the time to drill the hole, fish the hole for a fish minute or two. Fish the hole a little bit. Don't yeah. think about another spot. Yeah. Just fish. Give it 10 minutes. You have 10, you got six hours. 10 minutes ain't going to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, speaking about that quietness, though, we had a tournament on Clearwater. It was, on, it was in March for the UPL. And this was Austin Shorn and I, and we had a spot in ten feet of water. And clear water is clear; it's gin clear. It's a, yeah. It's travel dirty water. Sound doesn't travel as much as clear water. Um, we pull up onto the weed edge, ten feet of water. Austin, we were struggling. We were struggling all morning. We couldn't catch a crappie. We had sunfish. We couldn't catch crappies. Couldn't catch crappies. We seen big ones, and they weren't biting. Um, so Austin goes, "Hey, I've seen crappies out on this one spot." And I go, let's go. 
head out there, uh, drop the camera down. He's drilling holes. We actually took our um, katulas off, which are our spikes on our on our shoes. You got the ones with the triangle spikes? Yep. On the oh, those are the greatest. Yep. Um, and it's glare ice, but we took them off because we we're in shallow water. Oh, Just even yep. the crunching of the yep. katulas on would spook them. Yep. So as he's drilling, I'm checking, and we had a bunch of sunfish in the first couple holes. I dropped down. I seen a crappie. I said, they're here. Austin grabs a rod, drops down. Sets the hook, pulls up a 12-inch crappie, drops down, breaks off, runs back, gets another rod, comes back, drops down, and hooked a 14 and a half. Nice. We're like, all right, it's on. Yeah. We proceeded to catch 12 to 14 and three-quarter. I ended up landing a 14 and three-quarter inch crappie. We ended up winning the tournament with 15 fish for over 12 and a half pounds. <laughs> Jesus. That's Look, Sonny's. Pan fish, almost a pound of fish. Sonny's and crappies, yes. Yeah. Um, we had a team that came up and they came driving up and, and, uh, got off the four wheeler. They're going to start drilling holes with a gas auger. And I said, you put that gas auger back on the four wheeler <laughs> and leave. And I'm not naming any names, but nope, the you don't fisherman to. comes over and he's like, how's it going? I was like, we're just trying to, you know, find a couple sunfish here. And he's like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh my God, let me look at your bucket. And we had a white bucket and you can see nothing but tails. He yeah. goes over and he, he looks and he's like, holy cows. He goes, where'd you guys get those? I said, we're over there on that other side of the lake over by where that guy's fishing. <laughs> he looks at his partner. <laughs> As he looks at his partner, my rod starts bouncing. I end up, I didn't set the hook. I just started reeling in and end up being a 10-inch bluegill. Yeah. And he goes, oh yeah, you are looking for bluegills. Oh, we got our bluegills. We need crappies. So they end up leaving. And we that's where we caught all our big crappies. <laughs> And so, it's a yeah. tournament. I'm not telling you no, nothing. I ain't gonna tell you. Heck no. So that, we'll have the secrets out though. So yeah, if they listen, uh, hopefully they do. There's no fish in that spot, anyways. No, no, they're all gone. You caught they're them. Gone. All. You caught them all. That oh, night. it's clear water. They moved. <laughs> True story. True story. Everything roams in that lake. Everything roams. Yeah, it's like yeah, we'll hang out here for a half hour. All right, now where do you want to go now, boys? Uh, oh, I don't know. Let's just go swim somewhere till we find something else we like to hang out with. Exactly. It's, yeah. Exactly. So, how how much like how many rods do you have set up going into it, into a tournament? Yeah, I have. And how many do you bring out there with six you? Six schoolie rods, and they're all baited up, ready to go. They're all ready to go. Lures, anyway. Okay. Yep, with jigs. So how much like do you have a tackle box, or do you just have some stuff in your pocket? I got little that's... tackle boxes in my pockets with yeah. a couple bags of plastics. I'm a okay. big plastic guy. I do have spikes. I do carry spikes just in case. You know, for instance, sometimes there's times that that's all they want. Right. So, but most of the time I try to catch them on your, on artificials. Okay. All the plastics. I've got various styles. Favorite, so. pl- favorite plastic? Mackie. I'm a big Mackie. I hand poured plastics. Yeah. Um, not just for one company. You know, Mackie is probably the biggest hand poured company now. You know, thanks to Clam. Yeah. Um, Scott does a phenomenal job with his, his, his plastics. He knows the formulas and... You get pretty much one fish, one plastic, and they're done. You know, yeah. like, they don't last like an injected well, they are, molding. They're soft, yeah. but you know they work. They work. Yeah. There's also hand. There's other hand poured plastics out there. I like hand poured over anything. You know, injected plastics um, seem to be a little more stiffer. Yeah, you know, for my that, liking, that free flowing under the water. Right. Yeah. There's some. There's some baits that I'll take and I'll kind of cut them. To make them, you know, give them extra tails or extra this or that. Give them or some just give, give them a little bit of slicing to kind of give them a little more movement, depending, mm. you know, which bait it is. Matching or, the hatch, too, you know. You gotta, yeah. 
depending on what species you know there's times where sunfish uh, you know are very small you know crappies big big plastics big crappies right small plastics small crap but you you know you still catch big crappies on small plastics but oh yeah yeah majority for me that's what works for me any and that's my yeah, rule of thumb. I, I swear any perch just throw a white jig down there with nothing on it <laughs> yeah they'll eat anything it's ridiculous it is oh we're at the we're at the jc's tournament oh and i just threw down a white jig and i was catching six to eight inch perch <laughs> every single time i was in like eight feet of water it was do stupid you, do you go pre-fishing the jc's tournament no you don't? No, I just go out there and When I do down. it, when I, I'm probably going to do I've it I've been there year. twice. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go back. I mean, it was a good time and everything, but I don't know. If I we get go, a bunch of buddies to go. Maybe. We go chase uh, the tulipies on there. I go out pre-fishing while the people are drilling the holes. Here's a little tip. You can fish those holes once they're drilled. Yeah. So. Ben, they're not roped out. There off. may be five guys out. out there. That's pre-fishing those holes. Yeah. You're out there. They're drilling lines. They're sweating. They're doing all the work. And I'm walking right behind. I'm looking for fish, <laughs> and I'm looking for tulipies. I'm I'm looking to just land on the board. Yep. You know, a tulipy lot most of the time is going to land on the board. You're going to win a prize with that. Well, top hundred. Yeah. I think it's I think it's only a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Top hundred gets a prize. Yeah. So I'm not going to go for the win. That's no, very. That's, that's all. A, that, that's that's luck. a big crapshoot. Yeah, it's luck. Yeah. Who's going to get the biggest walleye? Uh, you can go for a perch, but there's there's a lot of those six eight inch perch. So yeah. Tulipies, there's abundant of them. On, uh, well, guys started chase. getting smart because yeah. it was, oh, we're going to try to catch walleyes, walleyes, walleyes. And it'd be like, you know, one and two pound walleyes, three pound walleyes. Somebody comes in and it's like, all of a sudden they catch a bunch of tulipies. Uh-huh. These tulipies are rolling in and people are like, well, they're easier to catch than a walleye. Yep. Especially when they're on fire. Right. And they weigh a lot. Yeah. So you get a one pound tulipie, you're on the board. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get a two pounder and hell, you might be in the top half. So I go out there pre fishing the day before and I'm looking for that. Looking for the tulipies. No. Just making sure they're there. Sometimes they're not. And what do you use for tulipies? I use a dropper spoon. Um, I use, actually, the bigger the spoon, the better. I've got a rig from a German friend of mine, Yasek, or not Yasek, um, uh, Josef, Josef Settle. He's from Germany. I worked with him at Cabela's. For, he ties, he makes his own. And the bigger the spoon, the better. And he uses a wire with a small treble hook. That thing, it's his tulipy rig. That's his go-to rig. Hmm. So I'm gonna have to try one of those. I have a couple, and I've never used them. Yeah. Typically, I just throw a spoon down there, or um, a puppet minnow, mm-hmm. chicken wrap, chicken wrap. You know, dropper spoon. They're coming in. They see mm-hmm. that flash. Mm-hmm. You know, so that it's a feeding frenzy. All the tulipies are silver. They start seeing it. They're like, "Hey, what's going on over there?" Right, right. They come in and they're like, "Oh my goodness." <clears throat> What? Dude, and this is a tulipy trying to eat, and while well, that bait is falling below it, so they're going to eat the bait. Yeah. And tulipies are fun to catch. They're a blast. They yeah. stink. Yeah. I, I was a bow fishing guide for yeah. three years. Okay. I don't stink. I grab a carp with my bare hands. I don't care. Yeah. You know, my hands smell big deal. Like, it's like pike. Oh, get them <laughs> slimy, stinky things out of my boat. Really? It <laughs> smells like a fish. Every fish, fish smells like a fish. Yep. Panfish have a stink to them. I'll put they don't my foot smell in my as mouth too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> but no yeah, it's, yeah, tulipy. So they smell. Big deal. Yeah. Wash your hands. Yep. Oh no, you smell like fish. That means you were had a successful outing. Exactly. I don't get it. <laughs> White jacket. You're all slammed up. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Actually, speaking of that fishy smell, I pulled my winter jacket out for this year. I oh. forgot to wash it before I put oh. it away. <laughs> And I, st- 
<laughs> I still had a puck of urolarvae in the pocket. Oh, did you? Really? Oh, no. <laughs> they, it, they liquefied. Oh, they were flies that just liquefied gross. itself. It was nasty. No, it was in like the twist top. Yeah, like, in okay. a clam puck. Clam pucks? Yeah. <laughs> At least it can't get out, ooze out or anything. No, no. Yeah, they can. There's a hole drilled in the bottom of them. Oh, you drill it in the bottom? No. It's, Is there? Yeah. Or it might have been my Vexlar one. Oh. Okay. It's one at all. Oh, just like a little tiny arrow? Yeah, like a little, little tiny little. pinhole. Yep. Uh, right oh, so then it all, did it all like ooze I out? Or? I threw it in the watch. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Getting ready for this season, you know? Yeah. We're right around the corner. Oh, right? you see, I got my helmet. Like, I, all of a sudden I started oh, thinking. Yeah. I go, oh, I got to start charging batteries up. Yeah, it's it's getting there. Use the lithiums, lithium batteries. Nah, I've got the same battery that I've used since I bought the eighteen ten years ago. The same battery. Same itself. battery. Really still works. Yeah. Well, they don't take much I, much I don't, juice. I don't charge it in the summertime. It probably freezes in the winter time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm. Not, <laughs> You're just a simple guy. I'm a simple guy. Yeah, if the battery goes I, bad, I'm, I got a backup. It's, the backup's older than the normal one. The one I already got in there. It holds hey, whatever. Who cares? It holds. <laughs> I've never had a dead battery, so whatever it's doing, it's working. That's, so. that's funny. I don't know. I, I figure you'd be, you know, tournament guy, bouncing around, switch to lithium because they're lighter. Mm, no. Okay. Whatever. Fine, he man. No. Stick with your lead, whatever batteries I, they call. Yeah. Them. Well, it's yeah. Although my unit, my unit's heavier than a Vexlar, so right. I need to cut weight somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying around a Helix 7. Oh, if you want to cut weight, eat salads. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where to go anymore. We're well, I need to eat more salads. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're fat, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're I do want to... Anyone that's interested, I know this comes out, what, December 6th or whatever. It's going to come out, but... MN Made, if you guys want to check it out, if anyone's interested in tournament fishing, MN, Minnesota Made, MN Made, is a circuit, uh, tournament circuit also, um, the UPL, it's the Ultimate Pan Fish League. Is there still like a waiting list for that thing, or yes, they opened it up? Yeah, yeah, there is, but this last year, like five or six teams dropped out. Okay. I was one of them. So I decided, uh, after nine weekends of tournament fishing... Um, I got off a prior lake last year, and I went and picked up my son, Hunter. Uh, he's 13 now. He was out ice fishing with my brother on Maple. I go and drive out there to pick him up, do some fishing with him, and he said, Dad, I go, yeah, buddy. He goes, I miss fishing with you. And that kind of hit me a little Ouch. bit. So I decided to hang it up. It was a tough call. I've been tournament fishing for almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, but when my son says he misses fishing with me, I decided I'm done for a while. You know, I'm going to wait. I got him a snowmobile. He's going to start fishing. I'm going to start teaching him. And then hopefully we'll be the dynamic duo here in a couple, two, three years and start tournament fishing. He's starting to get the tournament blood. He fishes on the high school bass team. This next summer will be his first time. Which, uh, which Rogers. Rogers. Okay. Rogers High School Bass Team, you know, the Bass League. So he's going to start doing that. So he's kind of getting it, you know. He's been there and, and just he was too young, and then realizing that he's that I'm missing the time to fish with my buddy. Yeah, you know, he's my buddy, he's my best friend. It's and he's my son. So yeah. well, I brought this up on the show before, and I think when we were talking about that earlier, um, you know, I was fishing the AIM weekend walleye series, and it tournament series takes so much time mm-hmm. out of your life 
that you just I reached a point too where it was just kind of like for different reasons, right? But it's just like okay, I need to do other things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too much time focused on one thing. I have other things I need to do. Life matters. Yeah, you know, I need to go fun fishing and filming and take some people out. Yep. You know, just have enjoy fishing again. And if I do fish a tournament, it's because I chose to, not because I'm stuck fishing these five tournaments. Right. Because it's a series, and if I don't fish one or two, then I can't do. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's tough, but yeah, no, it is the dedication. Mm-hmm. The dedication is really tough. Um, I know we, one of our tournament guys, Matt Milbrandt, brought up. You know, why do I always come in second place? You know, I was two, two years. I was runner up second place. I never won team of the year. Um, it kind of hurts. I've got redemption to make come up. You know, I got, I do have to win that. I've won tournaments. I've, I've never won that team of the year. You know, I've years where I've placed in the money every tournament, but I've never won that team of the year. So I'm hoping I can do that. If I don't, I don't, but it is tough. I was bridesmaid two years in a row. Yeah. Team of the year. I mean, you gotta be consistent every single tournament out yep and not just you know consistent 10th place you got to be 10th here sixth there second there Top five. third there yeah yeah it's, it's, and i don't it's, care which tournament series or what you fish for it's the same way in all of them right so and then talking about just fishing a tournament here and there that's what i'm doing this year yeah i'm gonna fish the frankies and then there's a pine city tournament um that's a hundred dollars a team so that's a one-day deal pan fish yeah. Um, first place is three thousand dollars. I'm gonna, you know, nice. those are the two I'm gonna fish. Other than that, I'm just gonna have fun. Um, I'm also doing a new thing this year. Um, I'm gonna be interviewing. We're doing Facebook Live and YouTube uh, for the UPL, the Ultimate Pan Fish League. It was an idea for me or of mine that I brought up to Matt Johnson. Um, we always do a Facebook Live at the weigh-in, and we get a lot of family members that are watching. You know, cheering on their favorite fishermen. All of a sudden, they see the back of their favorite fisherman walk up, dump their fish in. Matt says the weight, and they walk away. Well, I decided, you know, I said, Matt, how about this year? I can still be involved with the tournaments. I can still have my son with me all day long fishing mm-hmm. with me. How about I do a Facebook Live interviews the fishermen while they're fishing? Get some on-ice action of them actually catching fish now their family members or you know people their friends are watching they can actually watch on facebook live and and see them catching fish or seeing the disappointment of breaking a big one off you know i'm hoping i'm hoping (laughs) we get it you know because it is you don't hope for the fishermen but no it's it's gonna be cool i want that video (laughs) oh yeah it's like out of heck with him and then we'll do we'll do some youtube you know we we all like to sit down when we're in the bathroom and watch five minute videos it's you know, it's so easy. Lunchtime. Oh, yeah. Let's watch a quick five-minute video. Yeah. Let's. It's content. Yeah, it's content. People are starving for content. Yep. I so mean, no matter what it is, whether sure. it's videos, full episodes, blogs, podcasts, especially podcasts, especially like podcasts. this Smackdown Outdoors podcast. Yep. People are starving for it. They are. Hopefully, well, I don't know. Be. We'll see. Maybe. Oh, I'm hungry. Please listen. <laughs> Please. Listen to the podcast. Was that was that dramatic enough? Is it going to help you? You're not crying yet. I am too. I don't see any tears. <laughs> All right, now you got the boogers going. That's a good one. Yep, it's dramatic. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Brother hug, brother hug. <laughs> Thank God there's a table and a microphone in in, in our way. <laughs> anyway, yeah, people they want 
content. content. Yeah. And I mean, it's right now people are going just itching to go ice fishing. So what are they going to do? Start watching Start ice watch fishing ice YouTube fishing. and and all the websites and everything. So I don't know about you. I'm not a big hunter. Um, I hunt. But I kill stuff. I really hate deer hunting shows. I it's the same. Yeah. You get a guy whispering. Yeah. This deer is walking within ten feet. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot it with an arrow, and then they're whispering. It's the same stuff over and over. I like Pigman. Don't even know who that guy is. Oh, is he the one that with the spear? No, that's oh. Tim Wells. I like him. Tim Wells. But well, here's the thing. Tim Wells, um, Pigman, and Jim Shockey. Yeah, Jim Shockey's good. Uh, you know. Jim Shockey tells a story of the place he's in. It's yep. not just about killing the animal. Killing animal yep. Pigman, Brian Quaka, he's a nut job. Okay. The guy's awesome. I, I mean, like he's he's insane. He's he's out there. He's he doesn't care what you think. He's having fun. Yeah. He's you know he's a perfect personality. You know, and Tim Wells. I mean, anybody who kills things with spears and shoots birds out of the air with bows and arrows, bows and arrows. it's watchable. Right. But yeah, the and that's kind of what I want to do with yeah. with that's what I want to do with <clears throat> the YouTube channel with the two YouTube videos with the Facebook Live is I want to give contact that no one sees. You know, I want to give, you know, I watch even ice fishing videos. That sometimes it just gets saturated with the same information and product pushing. I yep. There's guys in the tournament trail, no matter what, who they're with or what they're doing or what they're using, everybody's different. I would like to show videos that everything's different. And then if you watch a full year of videos and you get one little thing out of it, you're learning. Yep. And it, and it's something different. There is a lot of different thing that's go that things that go on and I just want to give you know the viewers hopefully. Well, yeah. Something that's different. I like different. Yes. And it's one of those things that's where me. how many times can we show how to catch panfish? Yes. Right? Crappies in 30 feet of water. Yes. YouTube it. It's already out there 100 it's, times. Yeah. It's it's about the personalities. Yep. And beyond the fish itself. Yeah. You know, uncut angling. I love uncut angling. He's a nut job, too. Perfect. He is the greatest personality Aaron that could have been hilarious. placed into the, the fishing world that there's ever been. The guy's awesome. Yeah. And it's because of his personality and the crazy stuff he does. It's not about catching fish. Sure, we love when he catches big fish. Yeah. He's catching them on fidget spinners. YouTube awards, cutting hair off cutting his own hair. Yeah, oh, not even, yeah, not even just the fidget spinner. It's made with his own hair. He's, he's, yeah, he's deer, dead deer on dead, the side of the road, and he's a tail off yeah, on the way to the. And then he's lake. making jib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not just about catching fish, but it and, is also Canada. Well, he's cheating. <laughs> I've, I've said that everybody I talked about it. He's cheating. Yes, he's going to catch big fish. Put me up there. I'll eventually find big fish half a dozen times a year to put out good episodes. But I will never he, be able to make a show like Aaron. I love the never. one where they... they, they I mean, he's... Northern a, fishing right next to the open water and they're, with tip-ups. There's an episode I don't where think it's late ice. One. It's like extremely late ice. I think they actually hauled a boat out with them. Oh, maybe I did. And they see used that tip one. ups and they just started smacking big northerns and he ended up falling in the water or something with his suit on. Of course he did. And he ended up fishing the rest of the day, you know. Yeah. That he he he's got something that's and I don't watch any of his summer ones. I mostly watch Well his he, he was catching what, bluegills with a drone. With a drone. With yeah. a drone. Up on yeah. Lake Metagoshi. Yeah, fidget spinner musky fishing. And then he's got these freaking like glasses on one green lens one red lens and well he, well he does it here too yeah. 
And the, his beard right now, it's got a, I can't remember what his deal is. He can't beard grow is. a beard. It's, it's the worst beard ever. I he's using. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, Dollar Beard Club? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was something to do with like winning a tournament or something. He wasn't going to shave until he won a tournament or something. Uh, but, yeah. This one, he looks like he's got the old Chinese Fu Manchu going oh, on yeah. with the mustache. Yeah. This one here, I think, is the one where... Yeah, 1.5 million views. Yeah, that's the one where he freaking slaughters those on crappies. deer hair. Deer on hair. deer hair. But yeah, I mean, people starve for content. And when they're, I guess the moral of this whole story is if you're different than what's out there. Right. You know, not just, like you said, okay, we're in 30 feet of water catching crappies and we're using this and we're this deep and it's sunny out. So blah, 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 blah. And then we catch a fish. Thank God you know? I've got my $150 custom rod yeah, and my yeah. $75 reel. Yeah. Thank God and I see, got that's it because it's going to catch fish. You know, like uh, product pushing and saturated content. Yeah. You know, in-depth outdoors. Yep, ideal. It's it's the whole, okay, we're in 30 feet and we're catching it, but it's current. Mm-hmm. So they go fish, they put it out two, three days later, you can go there two, three days after that. Yep. So even though it still is your, I don't want to say basic show, because they do break it down different yeah. ways and whatnot, but it's current. It's current. different. It's not, okay, we're going, let, me and you, we're going to go fishing tomorrow, but in a year, the episode's going to come right. out. Well... Uh, Gillespie's big on that, too. I didn't... Okay, I guess. He he does. He fishes that Tuesday, Wednesday, puts a show together, and it's out that weekend. Oh, okay. John Gillespie. John Gillespie. I thought you meant like... Waters and Woods. I thought you meant like a year later. I'm like, I I thought he was pretty current, too. Yeah, he's current. Well, that and John Gillespie, he's a personality. He is a personality. That, and is there another show that has Johnsonville Brats? No. Big shout out to Johnsonville Brats. I'm always looking for sponsors, even if it's food. <laughs> I love Johnsonville Brats. I had some, we actually had them uh, this last deer, uh, weekend deer hunting. They're great on the ice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What uh, What else you want to talk about ice fishing? Anything. We've I can... only been talking for an hour, so. Well, what information do you want to give people? I, I'll spill the guts. Ask me a question. Uh, I'll be at the Blaine Hardwater Expo too. Yeah. If you guys want to come on up next I'm, weekend, do you work the St. Paul show? I'll be working stuff? the St. Paul show, and I'll be up in Fargo, North Dakota. You got dates? Give them dates. Uh, not really. Off the top of my head, Just look it up. <laughs> well, I think the, the St. Paul show. St. Paul's is, December sixth. It's the first weekend. In it's December. the first weekend of December. Yeah, yeah the and then the Fargo the is going to be the second weekend. Okay. And then uh, Blaine is the 16th, the weekend of the 16th, 17th, 18th of November. Yeah. So So actually, by the time this by the time comes time out, you hear this, I'll yeah, we'll, we'll be at all those events anyway. <laughs> See, I'm talking to it like it's live. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so, yeah. Biggest crappie. Biggest bluegill. Biggest, biggest. Biggest, biggest crappie biggest, through got? the ice is 17 and a half inches. Damn. You got me beat. I got that on West Rush Lake. How many years ago? The, let's see. My niece is 17. So 17 years ago. <laughs> I was going to say they're down. 2002. There. I don't think there's any there big enough or that mm, big anymore. No, not that big. No. Um, I ended up catching that on a shiner underneath the school little ones. We were just hammering 11 and 12 inches. Yeah. And I'd see a blimp below the school. So I put a shiner down there thinking it was going to be a... Um, you know, walleye or something, and end up catching a seventeen. 
17 and a half inch crappie. I've got it laying, I got a picture somewhere of it laying next to my niece who was just born and she was 17 and three quarters. Oh, so I got the crappie laying. The fish and the kid are the same size. I'm sorry. My crappie was 17 and three quarters. She was 17 and a half inches. So you got a fish bigger than her. Yep. My newborn niece. Yep. Nice. Got a picture of that. Biggest bluegill. Uh, 10, 10 and a half inches, 10 and three quarters. Um, I remember when I f- hit my first 10 incher, I'm, I, I I'm got like, trumped. I'm like this close. And if you could see it, I mean, it's almost close. there, almost a 10. A beard hair thickness. I mean, basically, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's 10. It's more 10 than it is nine and Five eighths. Ninety nine hundredths. You know, right. I mean, one of those things. And it's like, I can still see the line clearly. It's 10. I've Wait. got a, I, yeah, about my first 10 incher, I caught up on Bass Lake and I heard, I, I yelled out, get the camera. My first 10 incher. Then my buddy Curry Bechtel goes, yeah, get the camera. He had to trump me with an 11. Oh, of course. So we got to, I'm sitting there with my puny 10-incher, and he's got this <laughs> towering 11-incher. And they change when they go from 10 to 11. Oh, the heck, yeah. They're uh, girthy. Con- and- well, it's like, you know, that. You know, I've taken pictures with these, you know, 9 and a half and that one that's almost 10, and I'm holding it, and it's like, eh, okay, it looks okay. Yeah. But also you get to that 11, and they're tall, they're thick, they're long, they got that flat face. They're short and fat. Completely different fish than a 10-inch They are. Bluegill. They're tall. Yeah. Yeah, they're just... It's a great makeup. I love fishing big pan fish. So my biggest sunfish is probably the 10 and 3 quarter. I never broke 11 inches. We're going to go to Big Stone. I brought, yeah, they're out there. I've caught a, an 11. I'll say it's it was definitely over 10 if it you wasn't 11, but it was in a boat. Why waste that much gas? I don't know, because there's big everything out there. Well, you can go just north of here just a little bit and get 10-inch bluegills. Well, I, know, I do know a lake that I can catch 11s in the spring. Yeah. And supposedly my buddy caught a twelve out there. Yeah, but there's we no can picks. talk there's, fair. there's no picks. It's probably the same lake. It's, a, it, it's out in that area. Yeah, probably the same lake. I don't know. It's a small lake. Small lake. Yep. Small lake. Uh, I've got a lake on my radar this winter that I'm going to hit. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, I'm out there all the time. It's got a little. It's kind of just a circle. It's got a little back bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the same one. Mm-hmm. Off air. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't need to be pounded any more than it already is. Yeah, but rumor has it froze out, so. Uh not last year. A lot of them died. Well he was pounding in the spring, so we'll there's we'll st- see if we're they're still in there. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's see. Here, hold on, I'll write Yeah, down you write it. yours, you write yours and I'll write mine. I already wrote mine written, so you have to cover it. I think you got too many. Nope, different lake. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. different lake, yeah. Yep, this one is Oh, in. so let me write down that. Don't my, worry, I won't go out there with you. Without I don't care, but that one, my son check. whooped me on bass. Oh, it's a great bass lake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad, I beat oh, you yeah. bass fishing. And there's, there's some biggins out there, too. Yeah. Like four, four, four or five pounders. That's where I teach them how to jig worm. Yeah. Oh, it's a phenomenal worm lake. Mm-hmm. Yep, jig worm, um, just Texas rig, wacky rig, all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great lake. Um, yeah, and sunfish. Uh, my biggest walleye is 29 and a half inches. Got that no, on beat. West Rush. Two-pound test Do you ever line. leave West Rush or you just switch fish every Back 12 years ago, <laughs> that was my favorite lake. <laughs> and everybody else's, too. Not then. No? no? Back then it wasn't. It wasn't known about then? No. Oh. Um, that I caught on two-pound test line. 
27 feet of water, set the hook. Rod was totally straight down. It was one of those red whippy rods. I don't even know what manufacturer it was, but I had to literally... Berkeley or something? Yeah, I had a yeah, fire stick just like or that whatever they call you. I had to actually pull up and then reel down on my line end up landing it. We were on four inches of ice. And then my buddy, I told him about it. I kept it. I mounted it. It's the biggest wall I ever cut. Oh, yeah. That's a good So one. I told him about it. We go back out there the next day and same rod, same lure, same everything. It was a, I was using a, a Ratzel. Glow, glow Just body. Just a little jig. Glow body Ratzel. Yeah. And then the next day I caught a seven pounder. <laughs> same rod, same, in a different spot. Oh, really? Yeah, in a whole so different spot of the part of the lake out by Bird Island or whatever, Crane yeah. Island. Is that um, is that where they got the gap that everybody goes in between and then falls in? Mm, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't fall. No, no, that's that's Wilson's. No, Wilson's here. That's Cigar. Cigar's got the gap. Okay, that everybody falls through because yeah. they're not smart. Stupid. Yeah. Stay yeah, out of the gaps. Now, nowadays, I fish East Rush. Mm. I stay off of West. West is too crazy. A lot of people out there. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of fish. People yeah. catch their 9 and 10-inch crappies, and they have yeah. a blast. I've been out there once, and I was like, God, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people. Yeah. My buddy was out there. He had a shack out there. We spent the night, whatever. Other than that, it's kind of a haul for me. There's so many lakes around here. Mm-hmm. Either I fish around here, or I go up to the Brainerd area. Right. Or beyond. I've got my favorite panfish lakes, Clearwater, Malax, and East Rush. Panfish on Mille Lacs. Yes, sir. You got to take me. Biggest crappie ever seen came off of there once. Yeah. You got to take me because I need to catch a panfish out of that lake. Okay. I don't know where they are. We'll go. I don't know where they are during the winter. Yeah, I've got... Let's see. I'll find a picture for you here. I know you guys can't see, but I'll show... Uh, give you a picture. Makes great, of... great podcasting. Sorry. I'll still <laughs> I'm talk. Kidding. I'm kidding. We'll talk yeah. about Mille Lacs. The biggest, the biggest crappie I've ever seen in real life is a 17... And the guy, I walk, I'm just bumming around because nothing's happening. I see this giant fish on the ice, and I walk over, and I'm like, Jesus, how big is that thing, man? He goes, it's 17, and I'm pissed. That's And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I was, I tried to put her down. I tried to put her back down the hole, tried to get her to go. I did not want to keep it. And he goes, it wouldn't you know, go. No, it just. 17. Yeah, he wasn't fishing that deep either. He was on the ledge. He was probably only 15. What lake? 15. I, I, I'll tell you later. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's a lake that doesn't need any more pressure, but everybody knows about it. Eh, okay. One of those lakes. Yeah. What year are we in? 2018? That one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great lake. Yeah, I got Except it's nice been absolutely piss-pounded. Trying to find this dang picture, but my, my I can show you later. No, go ahead. I'll just keep talking to people. So. Oh, here it is. My name is Doug, and I'm a fishaholic. Hi, Doug. There's a bluegill. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see where we got. Uh, wow, this is this is late ice. Yeah. Uh, my nephew. A couple. Just a few fish. Just a couple you fish. Know, just a couple small bluegills. You know, nothing yeah, that you. Nice. Not like you can lip any of them. No. <laughs> He's yeah, the biggest guy's lipping two of them. Yeah, they're nine inches, and my yeah. nephew got a big dent. You know. Oh, yeah, you get the old, the old ladder. 30-foot extension. Oh, okay, don't try that at home, kids. Breaking a 30-foot extension out to get over the water. To I the put ice. my son on my back, and I carry him right over it. Send all hate mail to <laughs> wedontcare.com. <laughs> ice fishermen, you know, it's that, that's the one complaint I have about the new suits, the new float suits. What's that? Is I think it's it gives people a false sense of security. 
and I, and uh, you know, yeah, I not agree. that we have people falling through all the time, but they're. Oh. I just hope people aren't pushing the boundaries further because they go, well, my float suit will keep me up. Right. Yeah, but you still have to get out of the ice. Still got to get Get warm, get the clothes off, and get warm before you freeze, you know, get hypothermia. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though the flute, I, the, the, the suits float, you got picks, you got this and that, be smart. I run a nebulous. I got a nebulous that I carry. Um, walking, early ice. And a nebulous is for the people that don't know. The, the nebulous is a life raft. Um, you have to inflate it with a cord, and it will... And if it, it, it just—it's a big life raft. So I think it's uh, six foot by four foot yep. when it's inflated. Um, I also early ice—I bring it with me. It's on my body in case I do fall through. I'm not going to just depend on the float suit because if I have a nebula, if I have the if I have the um, the nebulous with me and I have to inflate it, I can also use that to help pull me out. Mm-hmm. Someone else sees me. I can slide it across the ice to them. They, you know, there's a cord tethered to me. They can pull me out that way. I can use it to f- try to pull myself out and float on it. You know, sit on top. Um, and then when when it gets to snow snowmobiles and four wheelers, I have it attached to the back of my snowmobile. And if I go through on the snowmobile, I can inflate it. It will float and hold my snowmobile from sinking to the bottom of the lake. It'll hold the snowmobile. It up? will hold the snowmobile, wow. and it'll hold me up on top. And if if it gets cut, it will also float still. Mm-hmm. What happens is where the cut is will sink underneath the water, and it's not letting any air out, so yep. it's still going to float. Hmm. It's yeah. bright red. It's a good good peace of mind. Yeah, I've I've seen them. It's why not? Downfall yeah. is they're not cheap. Not cheap, and I and it would be nice if there was an uh, an automatic version. To it as well. Yeah, but if I'm outside fishing in the rain and it pops off because it started the downpour. Well, it's yeah, but like, uh, to... well, I don't know if I have it in here, but you know, I've got the Mustang. Yeah. You know, life vest, which I wear ice fishing early season, late late season, along with my float suit. Um, but they make it where it's not. You can wear it in the pouring rain. Okay. And it won't go off. What yeah, you got to make sure you do. I think the Onyx. I think those work off the pill. Okay. The dissolvable pill. I think Mustang, their pressure. Okay. So when you get under the water and the pressure from pressure. the water hits it, it goes. They've also got the the pull, pull. cord. Yeah. yeah, there's also a pull cord in case it doesn't go. Yeah, exactly. Just cuz I'm thinking if you go, let's say you go under and it's on your snowmobile, do you have but that's, time you're to sinking pull it, fast, you know? Too. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to have time to pull it if it's on your snowmobile? Hopefully you do because I don't ever or is see. It, I don't or ever is see it, anyone just fall straight down. Or do you tie it to you like a kill well, switch when it's on the snowmobile? You could do but that. It's still but attached eh, to the snowmobile. Never done it. Never thought of it. You could tie it to both of you. So if the snowmobile goes down, yeah, it takes a good yank. So yeah, snowmobile's going. You're it's going to pull it and pull you the and well, you would only down. be you would only be connected to the nebulous by. Yeah, that might not work. Might pull you both because if it doesn't go screwed. and you're both you're sunk both to the screwed. bottom, right? Yeah. Please. Either way, I mean, it's yeah. If you got a float suit on, you'll float and hopefully you can pull it before yeah. then. Yeah, it's yeah. But safety, yeah. Early ice safety, safety, safety. Tell let's, a buddy. Let's go. Let's go over the list. What do you What do you need? Early ice. Spud bar. Yep. Um, life jacket. Yep. My nebulous. Throw rope. Ice picks. Ice picks. A float suit of some sort. Float suit. And you don't have if to, you don't have a float suit, a life jacket, yeah, life jacket. It Out, doesn't have to be a life jacket outside your outside, outside your, your jacket, yeah. not underneath. 
Yep, put it on the outside. Yes, especially if you have an inflatable one because yep. they won't go off. They won't go off. Um, I always wear a life jacket on the outside, and I always tell a buddy. Yep. I always tell my girlfriend where I'm going, yep. what lake, so they know if I don't show back up, yep. they know what lake to go and to. And just try to fish in pairs. Yep. And if, yeah, always both, have a Both buddy. of you have all that equipment. You both got, have Both have a rope. Yep. Hell, if you got one of them big Bring a change of clothes, too. Make sure yes. you got a change of clothes. Maybe an extra old suit that doesn't fit you even. Yep. In the truck. Yep. You know, because you're going to want to get out of those clothes fast. And I know your buddies don't want to see you running around naked. Hey, it, it is what it is. You're yep. better off running around naked on the ice than you are fully clothed and wet. True. Yeah. Yeah. Get the clothes off. Get, get the clothes warm. off. Get yeah. warm. Tell your buddy to give him your jacket. Yeah. You know, he'll be fine in the shirt and the sweatshirt yep. and everything. Yeah. He's got underlayers. You've got nothing on. Take your, take your outer layer off and give it to me. Yep. Um, try Just try to fish with somebody. Yep. Be smart. Early season, late season. I mean, really all the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, I, I for actually, mo- for one reason, if anything, it's much more fun. It is. <laughs> it is. It is much more but, fun. We had an incident last year on uh, Clearwater Lake. Scariest incident that I've ever had. Tournament fishing. I got a phone call. This is pre-fishing. I get a phone call. Jeremy fell through the ice. Jeremy fell through the ice. And I went, okay, Jeremy Schwanz, he's one of our younger teams. They, I think at the time he was 18, 17, 18 years old. We are sitting on 36 inches of ice on Clearwater. There's plenty of traffic. There's, you know, mm-hmm. tandem axle ice houses all over the place. We got plenty of ice. He happened to just hit a spot. Um, one of the humps where the carp were congregated, and they were swimming around a circle. On the backside of people that don't know, there's Bungalow Island on Clearwater. There is a, a river that flows through there, and it comes out of, it comes out of Augusta, flows down around Bungalow, and then goes down into Grass Lake. Um, but the carp love that because there is a little bit of a current there. Yep. Um, so the carp congregated around this, and they just swam in circle, 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 and they, the ice was thin. There's actual, when we went to go help pull it, his four-wheeler out, there's truck tires, tracks, not even three feet away from this spot. Mm-hmm. On the snow, so you, You'd it looks safe. Known. Yep, yep. You know, and I fly, jump on my snowmobile, I take off as fast as I can. I had, I had a yard sale. I didn't care about the equipment. I just wanted to make sure he got out. We get to the spot. I come around the corner, eerie feeling. There's a four wheeler upside down, and all you see is tires. You know, mm-hmm. the goosebumps hit, and I'm yep. going, oh my god. Come to find out, he made it out. A guy threw him an extension cord. You know, an extension. He cord? had an like extension a- cord in the back in the truck of trunk of his car. Threw him an extension oh, yeah, cord. Yep. You know, we're driving vehicles out there. Who, yeah, who's right. going to think? Yeah, three feet of ice. Who needs three a, feet of ice. Who needs a safety rope? So he threw an extension cord out, helped get him out. He dislocated his shoulder, but he got out, got to BJ's bait and tackle. They got him warmed up, brought him to the hospital. He ended up coming back the next day with a with a busted up wing and ended up beating everybody in the tournament. You so, He won? He won the tournament. Nice. Yep. So, well, at least it was, I, I don't know. Say, that over 12 well, pounds. I don't want to say it was worth it, but at least it was kind of worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good to see, you know, yeah. the passion's there. It was scary. Scariest feeling ever. Well, it's funny you mentioned the carp, because on Medicine Lake, just down the road here, mm-hmm. there's a spot from, you know, B- B- uh, Hardy's Bait Shop. Yep. Go straight across, all the way across. The carp hang out over there. Okay. And every year, they actually open the ice there. Yeah. They hang out there so much and just swimming around, swimming around, and probably breeding, because carp breed all the time. Yeah, they're they're worse than mice, <laughs> <laughs> and their numbers show it. But they they open up holes, and yeah. there's been years where there's two feet of ice plus, and there's an open hole over there. 
Right. And I'll go in there and I'll go, you know, any cracks or anything, everybody goes, no, but the carp are over there. Stay out of that area. They got an open hole or it's real thin or whatever. And that's just something you don't think about. You don't think about. You know, you think, you know, everybody goes, how thick is the lake out on Minnetonka? Mm-hmm. Well, I had, the fewest I had was 21 inches. Okay, that's cool. Yep. That, that means that it's there's less than that somewhere. There's summer. You know, especially on those lakes like Clearwater, like Minnetonka, because really all they are is river systems. The river systems. There's yeah. so much flowing water in there. It's not like, you know, a medicine lake where maybe carp. You right. Know, it, as an anomaly, but that thing freezes, it freezes. It freezes. There might be a crack here and there, but they never get big enough where you're going to go through. Right. But a lot of these lakes that are chains and whatnot, you really need to be careful because mm-hmm. you never, every year there's something that goes through yep. on Tonka. Multiple people. And then there's the idiots. There's the, the guy idiots that go, let's go through the channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's we're, we're going. Idea. We're taking a shortcut with our family in a car and go underneath that bridge. And that's why you don't drink and drive. Exactly. I don't care if what you're, I, that one you know. guy went through on medicine. Wasn't he skiing, cross country skiing, or something? When was he that? Was actually two or three years ago. Really? Cross country skiing, or he was on one of those ice skate hover things with the the big old sail, the oh, ice sails or something. I don't know. I remember someone fell through out there. Because we had yeah, a tournament. I'm not saying it this. couldn't happen. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's because yeah. of the carp. Yeah, yeah. So you bow hunters start cleaning up these lakes. You're not hey, doing well, the job. Well, the problem is they won't let you bow fish out there at night. Oh, same as Minnetonka. Can't bow fish out in Minnetonka like legally. Why? City ordinances. Firearms oh. discharge, or weapons discharge. Weapons discharge. The weapons discharge ordinance. Oh. Like I can't go in my backyard and shoot my bow. No. Legally. Legally. I'm not going to say that I have or have not no. done that. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. saying prove it never happened <laughs> prove it otherwise <laughs> see uh, and don't look at my fence too closely it might be <laughs> holes not in there a little from... spackle couldn't fix yeah, yeah well the paint job might have covered, covered it. it if not I don't care whatever uh, yeah but it's weapons discharge okay uh, you can do like on Minnetonka and then the problem is like Minnetonka there's so many cities that, that are around there Depending on which city, you can either do it at night or can't do it at night, or you can't do it during the day at all, or you have to be so far away from something, so it puts you in the middle of the lake where no carp are going to be anyway. Right. I've always said, open up Lake Minnetonka to one weekend, Friday and Saturday night to bow fishing, mm-hmm. one weekend, and back up the semi-trucks. Yep. Because you are going to have... They're going to load them. It's, I'm telling you, you would just destroy... the. the I would say... The new state record for bow fishing would come out of there. Yeah. There's 60 pounders in there. There are big I've ones in there. Yeah. yeah. They look like manatees swimming around. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, get them during the spring when they're you fat. Know, I'm, I'm bass fishing, and here they are just all up in the shallows running around, you know, yep. doing their business and everything. But, yeah, open it up one weekend. Give us a Friday and Saturday night. Clean it up. And just let us pound them. Yeah. But they don't want to because our lights shine in their windows. Yeah. And it keeps me up. I'll make sure she's you got a million dollar house. Buy some curtains. <laughs> Tell your wife to wear clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, so yeah, safety. Yeah, first say safety. Yeah. Safety all time. Right. Never mother trust. Na- ice. You never can trust never ice. trust Mother Nature. No. She brought you into this world. She's going to take you out if she oh, wants yeah. to. <laughs> Did you see that picture of Dave Gens on the snowmobile fishing the crack? That was yeah. That, that was the other day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. There Back in the day. There he is. 
On Snowmobile. No, no. No, it was. That was uh, down south. That was. Oh, I think that was down in Iowa. I can't remember who who was it that posted it. Was it him or was it? No. It was the guy that was with him. No, it was Zippy Doll. It was it was, was it Devils. Yep, it was okay. Devils. Yeah, yeah. it was Devils. Like they were catching perch in the crack. Yeah. And a two-foot crack, Dave Snowmobile is laying right over the top of it. He's sitting there on his seat. Fishing, jigging perch jigging. crack. So, yeah, we've come a long way from being a little more safety-minded, I would yep. I would hope. Yep. I don't know. If you see a you know a mound, a heave, don't go through it. Oh. Respect it. I see guys do that on Malax all the time. All the time. Perch extravaganza. We were sitting there. Oh, that was at the a way joke. In. We, we were, we, I took a snowmobile all the way up from... Um, Cove, not Cove Bay, but uh, yeah, no, Isle Bay. I took a snowmobile from Isle Bay all the way up to Hunters. That was a fun ride. That was a blast. It was a good time. We get up there. I went over a heave. I checked it first. I got off the snowmobile, checked it. Yeah. With a pick, and made sure nothing was going to break off. And snowmobiles, you're a little, you can get over a crack. Yeah. Oh yeah. As we get over it, and go. All these trucks are all parked outside of the crack, and they're all parked. One guy decides to drive. No, I don't, I don't want to jump that crack. So he drives his truck and puts the front end in. <sighs> As there's thousands of people watching him. Yeah. Well, I was coming home. I can't remember if it was like the Ducks Unlimited Tournament or there was some one or two tournaments there that weekend. And I was just driving through. And I guess there was people going through all all over mm-hmm. the place because it was warm. Everything was slush. You get all the salt and everything. And it was a mess that weekend. And oh, my yeah. only thought as I was passing there, looking at the lines of cars all over the place trying to get off was, well, I'm glad, I'm glad I passed that tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, all right. So I, went, I went another half hour that way and caught a bunch of fish and had fun. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just. And, and slow down in slow vehicles, down. no matter what time of year it is. Watch Ice Road Truckers. They will explain to you why you don't go fast on ice. And don't be the first guy to drive on the lake. No. Rush Lake, West Rush, yep. is notorious for this. I was out there on snowmobile four-wheeler, and that was it. And we had a guy come out and speed. This guy's on a full-size pickup truck. He drives from the boat launch out past Crane Island, probably doing 40 miles an hour, and you can see the wave behind his truck. Oh, no. He gets down, gets out of the truck, finds out the ice was thin, turned around and drove all the way back. But he came down one side, then he circled everyone that was fishing and went back the other way. So now the idiot made it all unsafe for everyone else. Right. It's just like, why, 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 why do you have to be that guy? Because he, he, he don't care. Don't be that he guy. Don't, he don't care. I do no. what I want. I'm going to do what I want. I ain't worried about it. I've been out on this lake for years. Yep. Don't worry about your ice. I'll be there in my super duty. See if I care. Don't be I that I know what guy. I'm doing. That ice can hold. Yeah. Yeah. Until I go through that one exactly. day. Exactly. And then I just blame it on somebody else. And it's because of you. My insurance is high. Yeah, right? <laughs> don't. Yeah. I, I don't like driving trucks on, on lakes. I'm a big... I got a snowmobile. I'll use it all winter long. Got a four-wheeler. I'll use it all winter long. I I don't want to be the guy that goes down and ends up in a metal casket. I don't want I to I stick be... to the plowed roads, yep. which most of the time are your best best option. Yeah, because there's no snow and, and the ice is getting thicker. Exactly, because they're plowed. Yeah. Because um, I got a truck, and, you know, it is what it is. And, that, right. and it does annoy me because there's places I can't get to unless I park and I walk and I walk and I walk. Because mm-hmm. I don't have a snowmobile or four-wheeler. Um, but, you know, I stick to the plowed roads for the most part. And I go slow. 
Yep. I'm not in a rush. I'm oh. not tournament fishing out of a truck. Right. So I don't have to get there now. Right. You know, even on Malax, which is a giant lake, mm-hmm. you know, thick ice. There's cracks 36. that happen every single year, and they're all in the same spots. Yep. <clears throat> and what kills me is that every single year, those same spots eat up cars and trucks. Yep. There's always someone putting something in. Oh, yeah. How many guys have you talked to? They go, oh, yeah, I put my vehicle through the ice multiple times. Too damn many, if Too you ask many me. Of them. Yeah. A lot of it also is uh, liquid encouragement. I do not drink on ice either. That's another thing. Uh, the one, one, one big <clears throat> under... Uh, when I tell people I f- ice fish, they're like, yeah, right. How yeah. much beer do you actually well, drink? And I go, actually, I don't. And they go, you don't drink? I'm like, no. I go to ice fish. I'm there to catch fish. I'm not there to drink and have fun. Not saying I haven't done it. If I'm with my buddies and we're staying in an ice house yep. on Red Lake, yep. yes, I'm going to have a couple beers. You're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right. not driving. I'm not doing yep. it. I'm going to have beers. And we're in a, we're in a fall asleep, whatever. Yep. But whenever fishing, I don't I don't drink, mm. I don't pre fishing or anything. I do that afterwards when I'm off the lake. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm like you said, if I'm gonna be in an ice castle, you know, permanent house for the night, the weekend, we're not going anywhere. Let them flow. Right. Who cares? Right. Whatever. You know, there's enough sober people on the lake that if something bad happens, we can mm-hmm. get somebody to drive us to the hospital. Right. Um, but yeah, if I'm going fishing I'm, for the day, I don't have anything to drink. I value my life too much. Yeah. I'm going to put the odds of my in my mm-hmm. favor that I'm going to make it home safe. Yep. That's... I do have some pretty epic stories about Malax, though. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. There was, there was one night we were at the shack and, you know, we're fishing. We're drinking, whatever. We go back to the bar. We walk to the bar and uh, <laughs> Red Door. Yep. What happens at Red Door 25 feet off of the shoreline every single year? There's a crack. There's a giant crack. And we're in there and we're like, all right, well, you know, let's walk back to our our shack. Oh, can't do that. Somebody just went through. Oh, no. Yeah. So we stayed, stayed there another Door. hour and a half and <laughs> drank some more and then went back to the shack, you know, walked back to the shack. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, continue to have some fun and catch some fish and whatever. But it yeah. was funny because we're like, all right, we, we need we, someone. Yeah, we need to go back. And then someone. And then it does. was oh, I guess not. And my and Sean Holloway. Do you know Sean? Mm, I've heard the name or seen uh, the name. I was with him, and I think that was the same night where it was like rainy. Okay. So you had like three, four inches of water on mm-hmm. top. Well, he had leaky boots. <laughs> so next thing I know, I turn around and there he is with a couple of like target bags or trash bags over his boots as he were standing there, three inches, three inches of water. He's got garbage bags over his boots. We're just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Does Sean live up there. Yeah, he lives yes, in Aiken right now. Yep, Aiken. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He goes out of the uh, the or no, he goes out of Barnacles. That's okay. it. Barnacles is that where that's what that yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, but it, well, it's funny because you know, we do get the as ice fishermen, it is the oh, you guys just go get hammered. Yeah, you know, it's a stereotype. But is it true? Overall, think. For, I mean, if you think about it, overall, the majority of fishermen aren't like me and you. Seventy-five percent of yeah, them are we, drinking. Yeah, where we take it serious when we're actually yeah. going fishing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've been on Malax where, you know, we went up there and we've got the shack there. But I'm actually outside drilling a grid of holes, going back and forth, you know, through all these holes, 
catching 13. I caught 13 walleye, and the most anybody else caught was like three. Hard work pays off. And I'm sitting, you know, and yeah, one guy was like, oh, you're putting on the miles today. I go, <laughs> how many fish you catch? Well, I got one. Oh, funny, because now I'm up to like, you know, nine or ten at the time. I yep. haven't finished yet. He goes, really? What are you doing? Putting on the miles. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of eh, just shut his door and went back inside to drink. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, it was during the middle of the day. I'm going to go fishing. going to go fishing. And then in three hours, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to continue to fish. Because you're on a but spot I'm gonna that go, the fish are going to be. Yeah, but I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to fish, and then I'm going to drink because I'm not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, the guys that go out and get absolutely plastered and then drive all over the place and... Yep. I don't know. Crash. Yeah. We've all made mistakes in our time, but it's whether or not you learn from those, and exactly. too many people don't learn from they them. They don't learn. No. I hate hearing stories of people falling in yeah i've well, never i've never fallen in knock on wood me neither <laughs> it's a good good wooden table too nice wood table yeah. uh yeah well last year red lake yep exactly i don't know the exact story because none of us were there nope. but you know i'm pretty sure there was liquid encouragement and mm-hmm. bad decisions made yep well, I do know they were told multiple times. Yep. Do not go in this area. Do not go in this area. Do not go in this area. Well, everyone they, knew they, you're not supposed to go in that area. And they went in that area. And yeah. Yeah. That's just. Yeah. You're not invincible. Nope. God will and always it's, win. And it's, well, you know, I, I tell people, look, the fish aren't going anywhere. They're trapped in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. They're not flying. And my wife is going to kill me. So, you know, if I yeah. go through, it's either I go through and don't come back up or then I go through, come home, and I don't leave again. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and she kills me anyway. Yeah. And I don't want to call the insurance guy going, Hi. I mean, how embarrassing is that? <laughs> Hi, yeah, State Farm, not Jake. Um, so my truck hit an animal. What kind of animal? A fish? <laughs> I mean, you know, don't right. just, yeah. I, that, that'd be more embarrassing than actually doing it, I think, because... You know, there's so many people that go through. I eh, went through whatever, right. but yeah, going. Yeah, I had. I, 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 had made, the, I can't say I went through, but I had the day my son was, or the day before my son was born. He was born March eighth, March seventh. I was on Lake Minnetonka, drove out just fine, and it was one of those deals at the boat launch. Just yeah, you know, it's starting to warm up. Yep. And on my way out, my front tires went in. Yeah, I, so back it up, I backed up and drove all the way around and got off at Why is it a bait? Uh, why is it a beach? Yeah, and I found some. But that was it. That was my last day, and then the next day my son was born. That nice. was pretty interesting. Yeah, nice. I wish there was like a station that you could pull your vehicle onto, cleans off all the salt and sand before <laughs> you got onto the water. Right, that would save boat launches. You oh, get yeah. like another two weeks. Can, yeah, because that's what kills the launches. It's just oh, yeah. all the salt. It's and all sand. salt and sand. Yeah. And then, I don't know. And then you get the guys that go out there and start breaking them up mm-hmm. on purpose. Get off Early. my lake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got more ducks to shoot. Yeah. Colby Gallagher. Him and, uh, yeah, what's like, his name? They they bust ice. I got I to gotta catch that oh, yeah. they 50 bust inch ice. musky. Yeah, they bust ice out and go out there. And go, well, you're just ruining it for the ice fishing. And they're like, screw your ice fishing. Yeah. It's like, we got regular fishing still to do and ducks to kill and whatnot. Right. You guys are nuts. I'll be going fishing this weekend, so. Where are you going? Clearwater. <laughs> Why did I ask? <laughs> Who are you going with? Corey Bechtold. 
Corey. Hopefully. Maybe. Corey. Yeah. Him and his weird colored glasses all the time. Yeah. Cheap. He's cheap. Well, he paints them himself. Yeah. I, yeah. Used to. It's like, he works for State Farm. <laughs> Hi, Corey from State Farm. I hit a fish. <laughs> you wearing khaki? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> well, she sounds hideous. Well, she she's a, a guy. She's a guy, so she you know. should sound. Now he's tall and lanky. He is tall and lanky. Yeah, and we're not anyway. We look like uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, don't give him twins. that much credit. Well, no, he's just tall, and I'm oh, short and fat. Okay. I was gonna, st- <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, he's not. Oh, he ain't muscular. No, 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 he weighs his, less than his, both of us, and he's yeah. a foot taller than both of well, us. Well, his, his diet consists of nutty bars, <laughs> nutty so, bars, and what? And fried fish at night for dinner. <laughs> That's about it. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Any tips? Any tips for beginners ice fishing? Or words of advice, or anything for somebody who's just getting the ice get, fishing. You want to get into it? Um, I would say, well, you need three things. First thing you need is an auger because you have to get through the ice. You need an auger. Second thing is going to be a fishing rod, and then your third thing is going to be a, a locator of any kind. I would, any kind. They any all kind. show fish. They all show fish. They all, all show the bottom of the lake. Yep. But predominantly, you could probably get a used FL8 for about 150 bucks if you're doing it the cheap route. Yep. Um, auger, hand auger, you can pick up, you know, a Strike Master laser, any of the hand augers, you know, for 30, 50. You can get you can get started with 100 bucks, or no, I'd say 200 dollars. Hand augers around 60 dollars, 30 dollar rod and reel combo, a couple, you know, some jigs, and a Vex already. Probably be in it for two hundred bucks. It's relatively cheap. It is, and then you can then from there, then you upgrade, then you get a house, and then then you start upgrading all your equipment. You know, you don't need a sixty thousand dollar bass boat. It, it turns into an addiction real quick. It does. It turns into a huge addiction. Mm-hmm. And I've got a very wonderful woman at home. My girlfriend Mega, 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 Megan, Mega, Megan. Will she's such you know she's wonderful. She becomes an ice fishing widow this time of the year. You know, it starts mm-hmm. with the ice shows. Yep. And then I'm fishing every weekend, and she knows. And that's about it. I Once it comes to summer, I've, you know, it's family time. So we get a, but she does support me. She knows it's an addiction. She sounds like a wonderful woman. She is. Yep. She is. Kind of like mine. Same way. She nice. knows I do my thing. Do your thing. Yep, do my thing. and Not sitting at the bar playing pole tabs, <laughs> chasing women. Exactly. I'm okay. not on drugs. I'm not a drunk. I'm not cheating on her. I'm oh. not beating on her. I'm not, you know, it's... That's the alternative, hey. though. You don't want me to fish? Then I'll just go to the bar, play pole tabs, and hit on the waitresses. True story. Sometimes mm. it might be cheaper to play pole tabs, though. Oh, yeah. And take up a crack <laughs> depending on Depending on... Well, <laughs> well, it's cardboard crack. It is. Uh, I, yeah, that's something I, I stay away from. Yep, not um, so when a newbie looking at a lake map, whether it's Navionics or the old white plastic ones, mm-hmm. they're breaking. Where do they start? What are they looking for on a map? Depending, I'm gonna I'm gonna use crappies for instance. They're probably the easiest panfish to um, to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I would find that deep hole. Um, 
you're going to find a lot of fishermen do that, you know, so you're going to see a lot of ice houses. So it's kind of easy. If you don't have a GPS to find it, you find a village. You know they're there. They're, they're, the reason they're there, there's fish. Yep. Um, and start on the outside. Start on everybody. the outside. Your bigger fish will be on the outside. 50, and there's two reasons for that. One, you don't want to go in there and start drilling holes in, in the middle of everybody and piss everybody off. Oh, I do anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, you know, I'm not tournament. But yes, I'm not you, tournament fishing. You don't want to so do yeah, that. You, yeah, you want to keep the guys. And two, yes, a lot of times your bigger fish are hanging outside because they know. Well, there's all this fishing pressure over there, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna hang out over here. Right, they're gonna hang out out on the outside. Yeah, but yeah, you know, your state law says you can you can't be more than uh, you can't be any closer than ten feet from a, a permanent ice house. So I will. Unless you, off. Know, unless you know the guy and you drill a hole right in front I'll of I'll mark door. off 10 feet and I'll start drilling. Uh, my favorite, here, my biggest favorite, my, my biggest laugh when it comes to the ice season, we as ice fishermen and women, um, we're really high school when it comes. I I hate the bickering. I, well, the one thing I hate is the guy, I'm on this spot and this guy in an Eskimo ice house, or this guy in a clam ice house, or this guy pulled... Look at this guy! He did not give me any space! He is 30 feet away from me. We got this whole lake to to fish, and he's got to be... Near. No, it doesn't matter. The infamous picture of through his window, because he's not mad enough to go to outside and go, Hey, do you mind? I will drill 10 feet from your yeah. stuff. I don't care. Yeah. I've it's, done it where I've gone up to guys and go, How's the fishing? Yeah. And you can tell if they're lying or not. Yeah. Mainly because you kind of look around to see if there's any fish. But I've ended up where they're like, yeah, you know, fishing's good or fishing's bad or whatever. But if fishing's good, I go, do you mind if I poke around here a little bit? Nah, hell no. I, I had one guy go, thing. shit, I got a two-man and I'm by myself. <laughs> here, Have a seat. Sit down. So I fished with the guy for a couple hours and right. then I went and did my thing. You might meet a friend. Yeah, you, you might know? meet a friend. Don't be a jerk. And if it's a chick, you might even have a wife. Yeah, you the- don't know. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of women in the industry now, and, and with the products that are coming out, they've got suits. They've got everything that's geared towards women, too. So, you don't know. You might find a soulmate that way. <laughs> I just got... <laughs> what? <laughs> I just got a Facebook message from JR Civic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Heard they're driving one tons on red, LOL. Yep. <laughs> one tons with dualies. <laughs> When are we gonna fish your corn dog? Heard they're driving one tons on red. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna message him back. You just made the podcast. <laughs> he sent me what's up with the goat? Why does he send me a picture of a goat? What, that's because it's that's got a beard. Minnesota, no, that's Minnesota's new mascot. It's a sheep. Yeah, everyone's like, following like my, the sheep. Yeah, I'm, everyone's sheep. See, you just made the podcast. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, be nice to people, man. Go out, make friends, have fun. It's just fishing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like I said, the fish, it's not like deer hunting. Mm-mm. I mean, deer hunting, get away from me, yeah. okay? Because there's only so many deer in this area, and yeah, they can leave the county. Right. Fish, the fish in Medicine Lake are going to be a Medicine Lake tomorrow. <laughs> right. And the day after that, and there's right. more of them. Yeah. So, yeah, just go out and make friends. Friends. Yeah. And don't be that guy to take the picture out your window. <laughs> Yeah, just, and complain about it. We're just tired of hearing about it. Nobody cares. Nah, yeah, no Nobody one cares. cares. All you're gonna, all those people are doing is just complaining. Then my other one is the, the infamous. We get on the the, the whole Facebook deal that kind of chops my height. Is what's better, a Markham oh, 
or a Vexlar? <sighs> Humming, hummingbird beats both of them. Well, yeah. Hummingbird <laughs> of course. is the best. <laughs> you know, like I said before, I'm a Northland Pro staffer. You're on Clam Clamp. Vexlar. Guess what? It all works. It all works. It all works. Yep. It shows you the bottom of the lake. We, and it shows know, you where fish are located. You know, the thing is, it's funny because while everybody's bickering back and forth, oh, this is better than this, and this I'm is fishing. better than that, this is better than fish, the guys that own the companies are having beers, shaking hands, yeah, having fun. That's the best part of the St. Paul Ice Show. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, if you look at if you look at Bates Northland Glow Shot, yeah, thirteen came out with their their version of it. Now Lindy's got their version of it. Yeah, I'm sure Clam will probably bring out a version next year. Probably this year, who knows? You know, it's 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 all the same kind of stuff. It all catches fish at some point or another. Is one better than the other? Maybe on a certain lake. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's certain does lakes one, where shad one... wraps are the thing. You yeah. have to use a shad wrap, yeah. or you won't catch a fish. Can't, can't get a knockout. Like legitimately, there are there are lakes where a certain lure is the ticket. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're all doing this to have fun. Yep. And for guys like me and you that are in the industry, we're here to promote products to help people that aren't in the industry find products that work. Guess what? Everything works. It all works. You just yeah. got to find your thing that you like. Right. Yep. And it, and try different stuff. Yep. Of course, you know, Northland Tackle, it's the fisherman's favorite. It is. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It I mean, is. It doesn't matter what it is. I like I like certain things because of certain And there's some products, and... though. You ever go to the ice shows and look at products and just shake your head? All the time. <laughs> all the time. And, I go, it, I and the them... same person's there year after year, and yeah. they have the same customers. Yeah. Because guess what? That thing that is ugly to you yep. is actually catching fish for Grandpa Thompson <laughs> down the road. There. And he's using that yep. god-awful ugly thing yep. on braid. And he's catching plenty of fish oh, yeah. to eat. Looks like Andy Griffith out there fishing the river. Yeah. With a stick of string. Stick. and. But he's catching fish on it, oh, and yeah. he's buying it from the guy. And that's how things develop. Is it's called innovation. Innovation. And if you don't have people making new stuff and competition. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. If it all of a sudden, you know, who knows, whatever, the glow shot spoon. Now we've got three versions of it by three different companies. Yep. Hopefully, I'm leaving here with a couple of them in my pocket. They're in my garage, buried somewhere. Sorry. Dang it. <laughs> I like freebies. <laughs> You're a guest. You're supposed to bring the freebies, aren't you? No. No? Oh. Well, you, got, you, got a, you got a bottle of water. I got a water. And a notepad. Notepad. You can have the pen if you really want it. You will you autograph the paper? I will. All right, Doug. Perfect. Sweet. We got, yeah, innovation. <laughs> Things are always changing. Yeah. Do what you like to do. Do what you like to do. Do what's affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's affordable. the thing. You know, just, everybody started out somewhere. Take yeah. a kid ice fishing. Yes. Take and, the and kids. That's, and that's the thing. While we're here sitting, bitching about who's better, who's got the best product, who who gives a damn? Go grab yeah. a kid and take them fishing. Take them fishing. Get them out there because we need more fishermen. Yeah, we do. And hunters. So take a kid hunting. Take them hunting. Take your take neighbor hunting. Yep. Yeah. And, don't, and, and if a kid goes, well, what's better? Just go, I don't, it doesn't matter. That Just pick something else. Yep. My wife will go to Cabela's or Fleet Farm or wherever, and I'll be in the fishing section. I'll tell her, go pick me on a lure. Whether go. it's ice fishing or open water, whatever. And typically she picks something pink or purple. Perfect. 
Yeah, it is. Those are great colors. Oh, I know. She's always like, you're going to use this? I go, yeah. yeah. Fish love pink. Yeah. Perfect. I love you. Yeah. Fantastic. Perfect. And everything she's ever bought me has caught a fish. <laughs> so if my wife can blindly pick out a lure, why are we complaining and bitching at each other and having Facebook fights over which tungsten jig is better? Right. Well, it shouldn't be. You know, there's a guy, and I brought this up on the very first episode with Greg Fisher. There's a guy named Ron. He's a customer there. He uses a lead jig with no color and a black, maybe a white plastic. Mm-hmm. And he pounds fish. Yeah. So why are we getting into all these fancy paint jobs and bitching about whose hook's stronger and this and that? and that? No. 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 Just have fun. For us, it's fun. Right. I have blast. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. hearing people complain. Yeah. And sometimes I don't. You know, we're at sports shows and we walk by and, yeah, you know, blue, you know, blueberry there yeah. and old red. Schmurf. Yeah, you know, Schmurfs and, and Lumberjacks. Lumberjacks. Is there a name <laughs> for us Northland guys? Uh, bumblebees. Because, yeah, okay. Yellow. Right. I, haven't, I haven't heard because nobody, nobody called, you know, I must not be cool enough for people that. Well, my buddy Jared Houston. Yeah. This is Northland. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Oh, he's fantastic. I was just up he's there. He's another nut job. Go up. That's crazy. Me and Hunter go up there Not on the MEA week and we stay at his house with him and Bree. And Bree's phenomenal. She cooks and it's, we're spoiled. Yeah. Then we get out in the boat with him and fish walleyes on the river. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. We'll, be, well, I'll be working the booth with him at yeah. the St. Paul show. And oh, yeah. He's just, oh, yeah. he was taking, uh, I think it was dollar bills. And pitching him across, pitching pitch him across the aisle with the old rod and rail, and somebody bend over, pick it up. He, you know, go to pick it up. He pull it away. He got. Uh, Didn't someone put a twenty dollar bill on it, and he did that, and the kid got it. It well, I think it was just a dollar, or maybe it was a twenty. It was a twenty. Was it? Yeah, and it could have been. Yeah, I think it was Stuart Matthew. I can't remember who he got, but he got like a big name person to do it. Oh really? Yeah, I, I'll have to ask him who it was. But it was somebody like, it's a household name kind of deal, or mm-hmm. at least in the fishing world, he's a pretty big name. Sean Lanky. You got Sean Lanky? <laughs> uh, he didn't get me, because I was there when he was doing it. Uh, but yeah, he got somebody, and they kind of gave him the look of like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Don't let me see you out back, you know. Um, but that was that was pretty funny. But yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoy show season. I love show season. I St. Paul fish. St. Paul, I show is a phenomenal oh yeah phenomenal i i've i talked to so many people that they make sure they have their vacation oh yeah around that weekend they go to every day and there's six yeah. guys and they're down there and they're pounding the drinks and they're talking to everybody yep. and they're buying st- merchandise and it's it, it's a blast mm-hmm. you know it it wears me out yeah i get wore out you know friday saturday sunday staying in there all day talking it's but it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done there on Sunday, I pack up and I leave on Wednesday to go to Fargo. So I'll be in Fargo go for to the Fargo show. five days, six days. I'll be out there. And that so. was the weekend see. after. When did I say this one was good? First this, weekend of December. First weekend of December is this, the this ice is show. coming out the 6th. This is coming out the 6th or the 10th? The 10th. 10th. So then you're going to Fargo on the 7th and 8th. So you'll be coming. You just were You were just at the Fargo just show. Just at the Fargo show. And we were both just at the St. Paul show. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. Come see us at the Minneapolis Northwest Sports Show. That's where I'll, I'll be there. You I won't, won't be. be. I'll be there. That's in no. March, though. Yep. I'm, th- I'm actually going to try to do some podcasting at the St. Paul Show. That'd be fun. So hopefully that worked out for me, and I got some episodes <laughs> done there. I'll do it. <laughs> now we're talking in post or pre. This is pre. Vent. And that'll be. And I was just talking about it happening. Yeah. So if we're talking about it while it happened, 
and hopefully it's going to happen. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, Did we just open up the space-time continuum? Yep. Nice. I'll come down podcast. Stop hey, by. I'll be there. I'm going to... Yeah, I might be doing it at the Northland booth or maybe in an off room somewhere. I, I might know. get yelled at. You'll be fine. Send Matt over. He can... No, Matt yells at me. Yeah, send me when over. I leave when I leave Thorn Brothers, they're like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, well, "I'm gonna go eat." You can't get back. Oh, and then he giggle. Well, you guys, you hey, are the you guys are the face of that show, so you all have to work. It's just Northland guys. We can just sit around the booth. Yeah, I'll keep my mouth shut. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> work him hard, Matt. Work him hard. Yeah. Oh, I work hard. Oh, yeah. I deserve that drink after. It's just so much fun. I just, it I is. like going there and just talking. Fit, especially if they got a perfect time, too. Because mm-hmm. most of the time there's not ice. But mm-hmm. if there is, guys are kind of just starting to get into this it. Year, this year, I feel they're, we're going to be on the ice for about a week and a half beforehand. There'll be people ice I fishing be. somewhere. I yeah. will be. Yep. Yeah. But it falls in that perfect time, beginning of the season. Everybody's just starting to get into it, getting revved up for it. Christmas. Oh, it's so much fun. I love shopping I'm, with I'm, someone's I am wife. glad when it's over, though, because by the time you're done, it's three days of, I can't talk anymore. Right. You know, pounding, your feet are killing me. and Pounding all the vitamin C and D so you don't get sick. And mm-hmm. Airborne. You got the... I'm uh, drinking oh, yeah, airborne, the, the airborne all weekend and, yep, long. And then uh, constantly breaking out the old hand sanitizer mm-hmm. and washing hands all the time. Because we're always shaking babies and kissing hands. I mean... Yeah, shaking hands. Just go with it. Whatever. Just yeah. go. It doesn't matter. We're doing something. Nobody's listening to this late in the <laughs> podcast anyway. <laughs> you can cut it up. No, we no. I don't cut no. anything out. Okay. Except I did slip in uh, a rather naughty word in one of them, and I cut out. There you go. Yeah, it might have dropped the f bomb. That's not good. No, I'm surprised I haven't. Well, you know, it's. I try to. I'm trying to keep this PG-13. Yep. You know, I want kids to listen to it. We're all sailors. You know, I want to. You know, I don't. You know, just like if we're at a nice show. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep a good face and professional. Professional. To all you guys out there in the industry, professionalism. That's the one question I always get. Now you probably get it too. What's that? How do I get in the industry? How do I become a pro staffer? How do I get to work for a company like Northlander? How do I get the pro staff for Clam? Clam's already got 300 million people on their pro staff. How do I get to become one of them? What would your answer be there, Doug? My answer would be, well, it's, it, there's a lot of different ways to answer this. If you, because you can go, you can take a product you already use every day. I mean, this is how I got a Northland fishing tackle. Yeah. Who hasn't had Northland in their tackle box since they were two years old? Correct. Right. Everyone. So I already use their products. I know their products. Their products are fantastic. Um, I'm an NPAA member, and I call them up, and I go, look, I already get the pro staff discount through the NPAA. Mm -hmm. I use your products. I believe in your products. I do video. I do promotions. I can go to the shows, whatnot. I'm just missing the pro staff title. Okay. And... You know, talking to them, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we'll we'll get you on the staff." Mm-hmm. You know, but the key there is, I already use their products. Right. I already believe in their products. Mm-hmm. They're good products. Mm-hmm. Toss the discounts and 
all that aside, right. I'm still going to use the products. I told right. him, like, if you say no or I don't get the spot, I'm not going to stop using your products. Right. And if somebody asks me what I use, I'm going to tell them I'm using a fireball jig mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So it's, you know, I decided, hey, you know, since I've already got this through NPAA, I might as well try it. You know, it's correct. It's the biggest pro staff that I'm on, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. The most recognizable. Like, well, maybe. I don't know. Um, but just if you wanted, you know, if you have a product you believe in, Stand. go talk to that company. Talk to them. Ask them how, what's your process for becoming a pro staff member? Mm-hmm. And let's clarify promotional promotional staff. staff there's like two professional staff members out there on the entire face of the planet they're so the ones that get paid yes they get paid to fish they get paid to fish that's it kevin van dam professional yep. doug glimmerbean sean lanky promotional. promotional staff that's it that's it that's it yep. just because i get a discount doesn't mean i'm a professional staff <laughs> okay now i maintain my professionalism mm-hmm. when i'm Helping people, helping and, people and out in the world I, uh, as much as I can. I've been on a pro staff since I was about 18. I've now, been in the industry. Now? I'm 42. Damn, you're old. I started out with Meps Mr. Twister. Nice. Doing the Northland shows. I was a bass fisherman. Um, that case, I knew someone. My fish, bass fishing partner, Art Sims, was on the Meps Mr. Twister pro staff. So that's how I got started. I fished bass tournaments. That's how I got started in that. Then I end up getting out of the scene. And back when I got it, it wasn't jerseys. It, you actually got a patch. And you were proud of that patch mm-hmm. when you put it on your shirt. You were proud. You earned this patch. Um, well, they didn't have staffs of 300 people. They weren't given to anybody. Yeah. Um, and then you worked for product. That's what it was. You didn't get paid cash. You promoted their their promotional staff. You promoted their product. You used their product. You give good reviews. You give, you know, your outcomes. Negative, bad, or good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat something and say everything I use is going to catch fish. No. No. If it doesn't catch fish, it doesn't catch fish. I'm not going to sell that to you. Yep. So then... I, I got done with that. I started fast forward a little bit. I wasn't on anything for a while. And then I met a met a girl and we started, we ended up getting married and had a kid. And I was working at Cabela's part-time. So being at Cabela's, you're around everything. You're around everybody. Yeah. You know, you start knowing people and, and who's who's and what's what's and where's and there's and here's and that. Um, worked with a guy named Jeff Allen in the fishing department. He got hired on when I did and uh, he ended up getting a job with um, a rep company that repped for Freybill and canoes and guns and all sorts of stuff. And they needed a guy in the, for Freybill for their ice fishing. Well, at the time, I didn't use Freybill. I was a clam guy. I've always been a clam guy. Always. I sold Freybills at Cabela's. I knew Freybills throughout. I knew how to put them together. I knew how they worked, this and that. I but I didn't own one. I owned a suit. I had a suit and stuff. Um, so I'm going through as promotional staff selling product that I really kind of believed in, um, but I wasn't happy. And I it wasn't my fitting, you know. So I ended up calling Matt Johnson at Clam about five, six years ago. And this is before it, everything blew up. Yep. 
And he says, yeah. He goes, we have a, you know, we do have a position. He goes, I do want to make it clear. I did not contact you. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you don't have the bounty hunter out there trying to steal people from each other's pro staff. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of that going on. I called him and I said, I no, I don't feel comfortable. I've always used Clam. And so he's taken me on and I've been with Clam and Vexlar ever since. That's 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 all I've been with. And products I use, products I believe in, I do have a voice. The whole pro staff, the promotional staff at Clam has a voice. There's reason why things change year in and year out. Well, that's Clam's what, listening as a as a company to customers. Clam's listening yep. to, you know, uh, to the the promotional staff. What we hear at the sports shows, you know, and we give that feedback to them. Yep. So we're gonna try to figure out how we can better something for everyone well we're test dummies you know i mean that's you know we're guinea pigs when it comes to the new products and whatnot i mean that's what our job is to test the new products and to give feedback Mm -hmm. and to sell product right you know and if you and that's the thing what people need to remember too if you're on a promotional staff yes you are working for that company you are because they're giving you a discount and or product which equals money so you are working for that company they expect, most places expect something back, whether mm-hmm. it's feedback, whether it's a couple pictures, whether it's work a sports show. Yep. Northland's pretty pretty easy. They're, they're, you know, as long as you, you know, share some stuff on Facebook, you volunteer for a couple things, you know, they're, they don't hound you. They don't really mandate you have to do this. Right. You know, where there's other companies where you have to do this and have to do that and have to do that. So make sure you have that's one thing. Make hours. sure that you can fulfill what they need. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're going to have a very short career there. And with climb is if you don't work, you don't get product. You don't get paid. Yeah. But it is very tough. Like people that work hard, get the better spots. The people that do the work, get, you know, the St. Paul, you get to work the St. Paul ice show. That is a privilege. It is the biggest ice show it's, in the United States. Yeah. It's almost a privilege. If you're asked to work that, you are you should be honored. Mm-hmm. You know, we with Clam, we got such a huge pro staff that it, when it comes down to it, our ice team is the hard is the core, mm-hmm. and then we have maybe ten to twenty. Pro staffers, actual pro actual staff, pro yeah. pro you know promotional staff guys that are working in the um, booths like you know Thorn Brothers or you got you know all the other companies that are selling product and that's what our promotional staff is doing mm-hmm. and it, it is a privilege and then that I got, get asked every year. Then you got three hundred power sticks or whatever they call yeah the power sticks yeah and those guys pick up the slack they they you know they take care <clears> of the stores. To do in-store promotions, they do, you know, and and they work their butts off. Those people, they love it. They love being power stick because you know they're they can be affiliated with a company that they're using product that they believe in. Yeah. Hopefully they believe in it. Yeah. Otherwise they won't last long. And they, yeah, exactly. And I don't care which company it is. No. You know, and and that's the thing too. You know, like well, like I said, like you said, like we just said. Believe in the product you're promoting. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be on a pro staff, just don't go to some random company and go, hey, can I get on your pro staff? Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to ask you because they've all asked me, do you use the product? Yeah. Do you use if product? you answer no, they're going to go, oh, well, why do you want to promote our product? Right. You don't know? lie. Yeah. At least, at be the truthful. very least, because there's been companies where 
you know, I've researched the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I really like it. And it's something that you don't necessarily have to go out and field test it. Right. And it's pretty basic, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I ask them, how, how do you promote your products? Right. You know, especially the smaller little companies. How do you promote your products? Mm-hmm. And they'll go, oh, we do this and that. And I go, oh, okay. Do you need any help? You know, because I, you know, we'll say Facebook and this and that and videos or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. That's another way to get into it, too. But at least research the product, yeah. know it, and go see it at the shows. Or if it's in a store, go check it out in the stores. Right. Um, but just, and, and start small. Don't ask for a lot. Nope. You know, I let them all dictate what I get. You work your way up. I don't ask them for this. Mm-hmm. I don't ask them for that. I all go, hey, you do what you want. I don't care. Because yep. obviously I'm coming to you because I like your product. I want to help you grow because that's what we're, our job is, to help the company become bigger mm-hmm. and make better products. Make better products. Yeah. Giving feedback and working hard. Yep. Working hard, you do get noticed. You know, I get a lot since I've been with Clam. I get a lot of people that get on and they're like, how do I how do I get to work the St. Paul Ice Show? I'm like, work as many in-stores. Yep. When Matt Johnson sends you an email or sends out an email i need someone to fill in at the forest lake gander mountain on december i'll 21st. be in Eden prairie at gander mountain be the first yep. one to reply back i'm there or if you're not yep. show that you're interested yep. you want to do it yep. and in that excitement you know they do want to see that excitement yep. you know you have yeah it's it's hard work i got a it's text from ended. cody roswick northland's uh, staff manager hey can you work at either Eden Prairie or Lakeville on this dates and I said well I was planning on being heading up to Cabela's because mm-hmm. that's close to my house I'm like well I can go to Eden Prairie that's fine yep so now I'm gonna work the weekend there they remember those things oh yeah you know oh, yeah. I was willing to go down there it's not really Eden Prairie is not real close not like it's an hour away but you know I was still going to Cabela's for Northland but mm-hmm. if you want me down there sure I'll go down there right. and they'll remember that and don't be a company jumper. No. Uh, there's a guy I know that used to be on Clam's staff. And yeah. uh, he thought that uh, um, he was on Clam's staff. He was expecting them to involve him more yeah. or involve him at all. Mm-hmm. Like... Being able, hey, do you want to go fishing with us and this and that and do all this stuff? He thought they were going to contact him. He was mad that they didn't, so he left and he went to Eskimo. Yep. And he's no longer with Eskimo. Nope. I won't say where he went, but yeah. Yep. So he was expecting the company to, like, get him involved. Right. You know how many guys are in Clam? Lots. Yeah. Good luck. I don't even get And there's involved. 25 power sticks that are willing to take your place tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, you know, it's, it, and that's any company, you know, yeah. be involved, try to do as much as you can. They realize that your life doesn't revolve around ice fishing right. or fishing or what hunting stuff, but ice. you can do what you can. To and the ice fishing out. industry is very small. Yep. And it it's large. It's, it's big and it's growing, but it is so small. The industry is big. The community is small. Exactly. And names go around yep. and you don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. As I was telling this story, he wrote down the name, and all I did was go, yep, that's mm-hmm. the one. That's how small it is. Yep. Don't I don't even have guy. to, before I even mentioned where he went. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's small, so don't screw anybody. Um, you know. and, and, and have 
it also helps having a background in sales. Yes. Um, it also has, it does not come down to your fishing ability. Nope. There's a lot of people that, oh my God, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm the best fisherman and this and that. It's like in whose world are you the best fisherman? It doesn't come down to that. It comes down to if you're able to promote a product, you have to be a salesman. Can you sell? Can you sell? You have to be able to hit fine points. The companies, all they want to do is see dollars in the cash register. Yeah. And, and the thing many... is, too, is like, let's say you go, we'll just fray bill, right? Mm-hmm. If you learn about one product inside and out for fray bill, and you can sell that one product mm-hmm. more than anybody else, they're going to notice. They're going to notice. So you don't have to worry about the rods, the reels, the suits, the mm-hmm. the, the houses, the buckets the this that learn one two three products inside and out and mm-hmm. everything there is to it and when you approach that company you go look these are the products that i know everything about mm-hmm. i can help you move these products here right instead of yeah i'd like to help you sell all your products and then you're running around and you don't do anything right you can be the predator ice house guy right you know, any questions while you're at that free bill show, you're standing next to that house. They go, go talk to, you know, go talk to Billy. Over yep. at the, he's going to tell you everything you need to know. Yep. There's value in that. <coughs> Huge so, value. Yeah. I'd much rather have specialty guys knowing everybody, one, you know, 10 different guys knowing about 10 different products than nine one, guys running around not knowing much about anything and one guy that knows about we call, really well. we call them jack of all trades master of none yeah exactly guys exactly so you know just pick your you know pick your few things pick you know comes to staff positions find a small company yep you know a mom and pop shop that's selling a little lure or or some trinket a yep. cup holder cup holder whatever you know, talk mm-hmm. to them, ask them how you're promoting it and this and that. But you better have proof that you are already already using their stuff. Well, not even. Well, like I said, you know, a cup holder is a cup, cup holder. holder. Hey, yeah. you know, that, that kind of thing. But prove, have some proof that you can promote on Facebook. Right. You know, you take good pictures. You take good video. You write blogs or you have a, you have a podcast. I don't, I don't can do I be on your can I be on your pro staff? I've got a podcast. I've got a podcast. Can I be on your pro staff? Your Sherwin Williams pod, podcast. <laughs> Your pro staff. Are we going to start talking about paint now? Team Sherwin Williams Team Sherwin in the Williams. building. This episode of the podcast, maybe one day, will be brought to you by Sherwin Williams. <laughs> Hit me up, guys. We cover it all. Come on, come on. SDO podcast at gmail.com. Send me that email <laughs> with a fat check. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Hey, we could, hey, this is the conversation. We could talk about this for two hours. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many different things to touch on. Mm-hmm. and But we're already at. Two hours and fourteen minutes. We made it. Yeah, we made. Oh yeah, we made it a long time ago. Okay, that's all right. I'm not mad. No. Anything else? Any final thoughts? Words of advice? Tips? Um, be safe. Yep. Bring a kid fishing and make it fun for that kid. Um, Start out with panfish. Don't go walleyes with kids. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big. Um, Get them on against fish. trolling. You don't bring a kid trolling all day because they'll lose interest. Put them on three-inch sunfish. Yep. I know you're not going to like it because you want to go catch the big crappie. You want to <laughs> catch the 10-inch bluegill. I got to get a picture on Facebook. But now you got to suck up a little pride and catch some three-inch sunfish. But that kid is going to remember that 
It's the one thing I don't have. I don't have any memories. I've got pictures of fishing with my dad. Yeah. But I don't have any memories because I was that young. And I took up this sport because I didn't want to be home. Yeah. You know, had a bad, bad childhood. So... I just took up the ice fishing. I lived a block away from Minnetonka. Perfect. Escaped the crap that was going on at home. I went fishing. Yeah. And if it wasn't for fishing, I'd probably be in jail. So you, uh, you're not the first. You take that. a kid. You take <laughs> a kid fishing, and yeah, it, it it might save his life. Yeah. True story. Um, tips. 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 Just the tip. I just just tip <laughs> just tip just learn to wiggle that tip the right way. Yeah, um yeah. be versatile. I guess my big tip is be versatile. Yep. Listen, watch and learn. I always learn. I if I don't if I go fishing one day and I leave the ice going I didn't learn nothing. I already knew it all. I'm done. Well, first of all, you're lying to yourself cuz yeah. you never stop learning. You'll never stop yeah. learning. You I always try to learn something. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, be Even it. if you catch fish, you learn less than if you don't catch fish. Right. That's my opinion. Right. You go out and you have a f- ball. You just throw on something and you just catch fish all day long. Mm-hmm. What'd you learn? Nothing. 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 If you went out and tried a hundred different things and you didn't catch any fish, well, those hundred different things didn't work that day. Now, why didn't they work? Right. You can start breaking things. Well, there's no fish in that part of the body. Of well, water. we are talking about Moore Lake in Fridley. Right. There's no fish there. There's no fi- catfish. <laughs> I love Moore Lake. There's shark in there. Shark. Big sharks. <laughs> Great whites. There's beach whales too. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, thanks for having, yeah. Thanks for I being on. Can... Appreciate it. No problem. Had fun. Anytime. Well, I'll talk ice fishing. Perfect show season. Yeah. Well, we had a long season, and I'm going to try to do some of these while we're actually out on the ice too. So let's let's do it. Hook up in the hub. Perfect. <laughs> it might. It should should work. Hey, they're good. They're insulated, they're so insulated. we got good down uh, said uh, sound deadening material. Yeah. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah. Mattress toppers. There you go. Save myself a bunch they of money. They work. Yeah, they do. They work. But yeah, no, I'm I'm game. Perfect. Let's go out on the ice. Get you that elusive panfish on Malax. Yes. Go get some big old crappies. Nice. Oh, the biggest one I ever seen was 20 inches caught out of that lake. 20 inch crappie. Went four pounds, and that was measured on the DNR tape measure. It must have been a black crappie. It was a black crap. Okay. I was going to say, because otherwise that'd be record book if it was a white. It was four pounds. Okay. I don't know if I've even caught a bass that big. Maybe. Yeah. Pretty I fish bass Pretty close. So, yeah. I probably 20 have. inch crappie. 20 inch crappie. Guy ate it. God. Did you see that new Tennessee world record crappie? That's insane. Five pounder or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Five or six? Nuts. World record had to been, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We're out of here. Thank you for listening to the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Big shout out to Sean Lanky. Not Lanky, but he's Lanky. Um, Yeah, hope you guys learned something. It was a really good show, a lot of good information. There's definitely some things out there that I'm going to take with me next time I'm ice fishing. That uh, whole uh, watching your line under the water thing, that was pretty cool, i got to admit. And also, thank you to AllIceFishing.com. They are the sponsor of the show. If you want to save money on things like, oh, I don't know, apparel, augers, fishing electronics, fish house accessories, ice fishing accessories, how about some portable shacks? And as I'm looking at the website, I did not know that they added rods and reels. Let's see what they got here. Oh, they got some stuff from Clam from 13, uh, Akuma, 
Nice. And they keep adding stuff all the time. Like I didn't even know they had this until right now. So check out allicefishing.com. They can save you about 10 to 20% off those big box store prices on a lot of their stuff. Okay. I've known the people for a while, even before they had the website. Great, great family. Really nice family. And uh, heck, they're from Minnesota. So you know they know what they're doing when it comes to the fishing stuff there. Yeah. So allicefishing.com. Check them out. Facebook, they're on there. www.allicefishing.com. All right. So if you have not subscribed to the show, shame on you and shame on you over and over again. Do it right now. Okay. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Have you given the Facebook page a like? If not, head over to the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Okay. Um, We are available all over the place. Um, There's at least uh, 33 different places I know you can listen to the show. So if you have a friend, here's my challenge to you is find one friend that you know that is into the outdoors and go, hey, do you listen to podcasts? And it's like, yeah, I listen to podcasts. I love podcasts. You're like, okay, have you listened to the SmackDown Outdoors podcast? And if they say no, you go, oh, dude, you got to listen. Where do you listen to your podcast? And if they go, well, I listen to it here or here or whatever, boom, have them search SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Just do that wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and you'll find us. Okay. So listen to it. Listen to all the episodes. Remember, you can download it so you don't have to have service when you're listening. Okay, so I'll uh, I'll quit begging now. Maybe, who knows? Until next time, you've been listening to the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.